Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. You are joking. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Mowers Club, wherever you're listening. And, well, my co-host this morning, I'm Adam Peacock, my co-host this morning has literally, literally. Actually. Actually. That's a yeah, no for me. What? The use of. Literally, instead of actually. Well, you start. I've just had a look at you. You just walked through the door. Yeah. That's how you one get second. Into, but that's how you get into the studio, through the door. So it's the Mowers Club with Adam Peacock and... Mr. Lova Lova. Mm. I'm Mr. Lova Lova. Girl. Mr. Lova Lova. Mm. I'm Mr. Bruno Mars. How was Bruno Mars last night? So good. Nice date night. Nice date night. So good. Yes. It was good. It was really good. How's the pitch after it? That's all I'm concerned about at Allianz Stadium. Maybe they should leave the white stuff that they put to protect the grass down there, the plastic stuff. Gibbo. It was good. Good morning. G'day, boys. Welcome to my world, lads. Welcome to my world. It is, it is <laughs> being truly hung on a Saturday Oh, morning. It is honestly such a great feeling to look across the studio and just see glazed eyes. It mine, is... mine looks a little worse because I copped a poke in the eye on Thursday oh. from the six-year-old. Oh, yes, the old poke still... in the eye from the six-year-old. Yeah, yeah. poke in the eye trick. Oh, but like, I feel <laughs> There's like... There's going to be a lot of... Pointing case. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think, though, guys, and I always run into trouble post-footy season because at least on a Friday night during the, when the footy's on, it's like, all right, <laughs> I have something to stay at home for. Like, I can watch, you know, there's Super Rugby, AFL, the NRL. Uh, I think the A-League might start as well. And then... <laughs> <laughs> now though, it's like I've got, I've got, yeah, I've got a twenty twenty warm up. I'm not, I'm not staying home for that. I'm out. If anyone is calling me up, yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeah. And then you get this on a Saturday morning. But Adam, welcome, and especially you, you Adam, this aren't you? Oh, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the club. Should we do a sweep, guys? Should we do a sweep today? <laughs> First time I've walked in here on a Saturday morning. A little bit slim, a little bit dusty. Well, but, there was uh, the I'm day right. there was the day you had the mug or oh, the tequilas when you were doing the Zoom thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. So that was look. Yep. So two twice. Let's twice, not let's yeah. not uh, let's <laughs> not get twice off. in two years. All right. <laughs> yeah. Two oh, eighteen months, mate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to call this out. I'm sorry, Nick. Usually, what goes on the Mowers Club. Uh, message thread through the yeah. week stays on the Mowers Club message thread, but I've got to bring this up oh, no. from last night. Where is this? No, you have. You have texted us through I and said, boys, I'm going to be a bit late. I'm going to Bruno Mars tonight. Yeah. You're going to Bruno Mars? Yeah. So you've preempted 12 hours in advance that because you're going to a concert, you're going to be late for the I show. I preempted. I preempted. And then I got trumped by, don't worry, I've had 50 margaritas. <laughs> Responsibly, but I, was, I was like, "Oh, fine." No, I thought I thought I'd be responsible here for my Mowers Club colleagues and go. Listen, boys, I am at a concert. <laughs> I'm into the seltzers. <laughs> I was twenty to go. Bodies a temple. I was twenty. I thought, you know what? I'm going to just be. It's better to just preempt these sort of things than. 
fair enough, fair enough. But, I, but then once I got the don't worry, I'm way worse than that. I was like, oh, oh. yeah, I'm gonna tip right in. I did, I did do it responsibly though. Once the sun disappeared, I stopped drinking. So you know, in order to be able to what 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 what? Well, last I was, is it, that was a rule? A, it was a lunch thing is yesterday. That a rule? Is that a Mowers Club rule? What? No, you gotta stop drinking. Stop drinking what before the sun goes down so you can get up and mow the lawn the next morning. Yes. The good news is, that could be part of I will bottles. say, here in Sydney, and it's a beautiful day up in it Brisbane is. as well, spectacular mowing weather right now. After all the rain we've had, particularly in Sydney, it get is, out there. It is because time. Because if you miss this, yes. we've had a bit of rain and there's warmth. There was warmth yesterday. It was a beautiful mm. day yesterday, too. Yes. You need if you miss this opportunity and go, oh, I've got a bit on this weekend. I've got to go to Bruno Mars and I've got to do this and that and the other. <laughs> Um, Going again tonight, eh? No. Oh, that's a shame. No. No. Got another engagement. <laughs> anyway, if you miss this weekend. You just stop yourself from saying that at the last <clears> minute. You, no, you may. You may. You may mm. regret it. You, actually, you will regret it next week. Yes. Because you'll be mowing an extra couple of inches. Jungle. <laughs> Have to do the whip snipper. Absolute jungle it will be. So, yes, get out there today. Beautiful, optimal mowing weather. That's what we want in October. Optimal October mowing weather. SCN 1170 in Sydney, 1620 on the Gold Coast. And, of course, the crew up there on SCNQ in Brisbane on 693. Listening on the app, the Mowers Club podcast. It's available through Apple, Spotify, and the usual places you get your podcasts from. Let us know where you're listening uh, from, what you're doing, what the strategic approach is today with your lawn. And let us know on 0457 736 736 or anything else that's on your mind as well. Now, today, coming up on the show, it's Everest Day in Sydney, Caulfield Cup Day down in Melbourne as well. Bjorn Baker, uh, leading trainer in Sydney, he will join us. He's always good for a laugh. So, Bjorn, looking forward to catching up with him. I'm heading out there, Nicholas, to uh, Everest Day. I appreciate the invite. That's all right. I do appreciate you for that. Yeah. Because... It you've was, had you've had prior. Do you know what it was? You've though? had priors. Do you know what it was oh, though? Mate. I knew full well that you were busy. It wasn't the invite. It was the music that came with the invite. <laughs> <laughs> so there was some music. <laughs> so it wasn't that music. It was um, it was a uh, the the invite came through from Racing New South Wales and it popped up with music and it came through with. Uh, the, mu- the, the song that does his head in. Sweet Caroline. Sweet Caroline. So, no, Bjorn Baker a bit later on. <clears throat> Scotty Stevenson will go across the ditch. Plenty happening over in New Zealand. Plenty happening in sport in general. So we'll get the thoughts of Spark Sport New Zealand presenter Scotty Stevenson. He was there for the, the Kiwis T20 World Cup uh, warm-up matches. The one down in uh, Canberra, unfortunately, last night got washed out. So, yeah, anyway. Uh, and Warren Smith. So it's kind of snuck under the radar a bit, the, the old... Rematch between Camposas and Haney. The huge event tomorrow. The weigh-in's happening this morning. And Woz is down there. The dulcet tones of Warren Smith. And Thank God we're us. not having a weigh-in this morning, my friend. Uh, we would not be making <laughs> weight. We'd be back to the sauna before you, what, you knew geez, it. I've said, I think I've said it once. And I think I'll, and I will say it again. Cheeseburger spring rolls at Allianz Stadium. <laughs> my Lord. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're pretty good. <laughs> They're pretty good. Uh, and, of course, we'll get everything wrapped up. Um, from market sense, as ten well. minutes for Yena, not enough today. I'm, I'm putting no, not enough. enough. Oh, I got a, a good. I'm a, a bit empty. I've got, I've got a only truck got full from last night. <laughs> <laughs> truck full. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. People watching at concert. Yeah, it's good to be back. So Tristan Merlihan will join us from Top Sport a bit later on. Uh, 
Let's get a score update. And SEN is your home for the summer of cricket with exclusive coverage of the T20 World Cup. And uh, Australia, England, rain affected, no result. Were you watching that in the pub last night, Gibbo? Uh, no, it was not. No, you were people watching, were you? I was people watching. We actually had like a world food village down in my suburb. Wow. So uh, it's the first week of it, five till nine. Yeah. They have all different food truck, food trucks. And you, you spend an hour in the line for a nice souvlaki. It was delicious. An hour in the an line? Hour. Well, no, so it was half an hour in the line to get it. And then you waited half an hour. So That's it was, too long. How long yeah, would you wait? I, I, I ran this poll at... Worked. How long would you wait? How long? 10 and 10. No. 10 and 10. 10 and 10. For, for everything? Like, a co- like say there's, you're, say you're somewhere, and I've got, this is coming up in a year now as well, but this is a different subject. Say you, you're, and coffee. Yeah. Right? There's one coffee truck. Yep. You're out somewhere and there's nowhere else to get a coffee. Yeah. And you're not going to get a coffee for hours. How long mm. would you wait? Well, if I was going nowhere else, I'd, but, I'd yeah, be happy to wait there at yeah, but the time. If you're at a soccer game, a football game, there's one coffee truck, how long would you stand minutes, there? So like, yeah. <laughs> I'd stand Probably there. I'd, 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 <laughs> oh, what's going on behind me? Yeah. Oh, uh, they're just falling over on the ground. What are they doing? <laughs> he didn't touch him and he fell over. Yeah, see, if you didn't have an option, you were going nowhere, mm. you'd be happy to wait. Okay. But I'm tipping that the village last the village. night, yeah. uh, Gibbo, you had options. There was a sauerkraut truck as well and had yeah. no line and so I'm standing in the yeah. line I'm complaining quite a bit but finally we got there and it was the best decision I've ever made the silver yeah it yeah, was okay. it was like a chicken pitta and I want to say I'm going to butcher it and I, this is why I said Suvlaki which I don't even think it was it was a gyro or gyro Euros 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 <laughs> Nick. It was the delicious <laughs> thing. But you know, the, the most interesting part of it though, there was a a, at least a 10 to 12 year old girl and she was front of house, like taking uh, all the orders. Uh, it was, like it was all play on and she did a terrific job. Just but they worked To hell with hard. labor laws in New South Wales. <laughs> well, I don't want to say anything, but to the uh, ATO who are listening, first of all, don't come sniffing around here. What I'll do, I'll, I'll, I'll give you someone else. I'm a give up. But yeah, that looked that so was So you're ten in ten. So wait ten minutes in the line, ten minutes to cook. Yeah, if if there's options. Yeah. If there's other options. Is that too at, they have the markets at EQ on Wednesdays. The Ethiopian, the line for that <laughs> is so long. Yeah. So long. But then you gotta weigh up, oh gotta wait. The convenience I could just go over and get a Coslemi. But then don't you think as well, like the fact that you are in the line Everyone else is doing it. It must be it good. It must be good. Everyone's doing it. Yeah. There's a bit of that. It's like streaking. Everybody's doing but, it. The, but how does that manifest itself? Not that many people would know that it's good because it's a food truck. It's not usually there. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Now, where were we uh, when we got rudely interrupted there? We were going through the scores. Uh, welcome back, Adam Peacock and Nick Davis here. Uh, we're going through the scores of uh, the cricket and Australia-England. Well, <laughs> let's just pretend it didn't happen last night. Uh, Australia set 130 from 12 overs and they were two for none after two balls at one stage. Mm. Chris Wokes was on a hat-trick. Uh, Aaron Finch, first ball duck. Mitch Marsh, first ball duck. 
And, uh, yeah, they were three wickets down when the heavens opened again. So that was the end of that. New Zealand, uh, Pakistan will chat to Scotty Stevenson later in the show to find out how the Black Caps are placed ahead of the World Cup. And Pakistan won the final of the Tri-Series by five wickets. New Zealand had set 163. Uh, Kane Williamson, 59 off uh, 38. But the run chase was looking touch and go until Pakistan uh, took 25 off a late over. And uh, that was that. The WBBL, that's underway again. Uh, Hobart Hurricanes, too good for the Sydney Thunder. Mm. And uh, Thunder didn't get out of the gates in their run chase, falling short by 19 runs. I do like the WBBL. Yes. It is good. That's it's, your um, Friday night. It's your Friday night staple. Yeah, no, but it finished at six o'clock, Nick. I was also oh, watching it. It was uh, <laughs> then you wound right up. Thunder at home at Blacktown to the Hobart Hurricanes, and right. I just when it finished, I was like, <laughs> "Yes, I can go out. I can finally, go out." <laughs> uh, the Kings. They were three and zero going in. Cairns Taipans came to town and knocked them off by five points. Uh, Huge upset. Huge upsets. Ooh. And uh, the Perth Wildcats. They got dusted at home by Melbourne United. Yeah. So Jack Jumpers uh, didn't play uh, last night. So well, they play Thursday night. Exactly right. Do you know what happened, Nick? No, obviously not because you what? asked that question. But <laughs> they, they played. So they played the Adelaide Thirty Sixes, right? And now yes. Adelaide Thirty Sixes, everyone knows they beat Phoenix Suns over an NBA preseason yeah. match. Okay. And guess who the Jack Jumpers played the first time the Thirty Sixes were back? Yes, the Thirty Sixes, <laughs> <laughs> and they beat them. The Jack Jumpers won. The Jack Jumpers beat Thursday. the 36ers so on a Thursday. To the, so they've moved to the Thursday night specials. Yeah. And I also tried to get a Jack Jumper on. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get him on next week. I'm with us. <laughs> there, uh, that was your weekly Jack Jumper um, <laughs> yeah. update. Them and Nate Miles. The we'll get them both on Yeah, the same next show. week it's going to be a huge <laughs> show. Nate Miles yeah. and a Jack Jumper, hopefully. Because I, I said when, I, you know, when you chat to the various media people, media managers, the guys are really big fans. The guys really, really want a jack jumper on, and unfortunately, wasn't enough. It's um, if you're wondering what we mean by the Nate Miles reference, it was along the lines of uh, Nate Miles said he was yep ready to go, and then when Gibbo, our erstwhile producer, decided to line it up just before it, he goes, "No, I never said yes." Sorry, so yeah. work. He said all good. Yeah. See, there was a difference between the all good of saying yes and all good of saying no. I'm all good, thank you. No. <laughs> Which he should have said. If he's listening, which I'm sure he is. A-League men's last night. Uh, Melbourne City went to Brisbane and got three points with a 2-0 win. Um, and they went down to 10 men in the second half as well. So uh, very good win for Melbourne City in that one. And uh, Could soccer go to 10 forever? What's that? Could they take a few off the pitch in football? Um, no. No. No, oh, I just, it, that was a no, that wasn't a, a, that wasn't a stabby question. That was a <laughs> no. Eleven, eleven's perfect. That's okay. for me. That's one of the beauties of sport is that uh, people still haven't been able to affect, perfect it. Where to put everyone? As in how to manage the space mm. on a pitch that side with goal, goals yeah. that size because that number because you see what the AFL have done to try and increase scoring, yada yada yada, and they've made the six, six six six. Yep. Could that potentially? It is the devil sport. But could, and like two nil, fair enough. Yeah. But if, is it okay? You're only allowed certain amount of people. Defenders are only allowed to go in the box. Yeah, they, they it could get to that one day, but, but I, you don't want it to. No, this is a genuine. Well, I'm not again. I'm not stabbing you. Well, I'm football, just... football because it's got the offside rule. That's yeah. that manages the space as well as any rule that you can introduce. Any should other they, rule that should you they can get introduce. rid of offside? 
Because then you could, would that not stretch the defence? If you've yeah, got someone would. that's, which could promote st- scoring. It would. <laughs> it introduced a whole raft of bludgers up front as well. <laughs> Nick Davis. Hand up. Case in point. Absolutely. Hey, um, hello to everyone on SEN 1170 as well. Uh, sorry about <sighs> those technical issues. You didn't miss much. <laughs> you missed bugger all at the top of the show, but great to have your company on SEN 1170. And a reminder, hello to the people on SEN 1620 and also SENQ 693 in Brisbane. Um, Nick is uh, fresh this morning after his very fresh night at the Bruno Mars concert. It was good. I do like Bruno Mars. And Gibbo is his usual Gibbo self. He's the king of the backup. And uh, I'm a little slim. So anyway... <laughs> And I'm not talking about my weight. <laughs> it was a big afternoon. So anyway, we we ran a Calcutta for the uh, the Everest. Yeah, yeah. It was. I've never never been involved in a Calcutta before. So you basically bid for horses. You bid uh, and you, you, get you the, draw and, one and out. And you get the pot. And you get the pot if you win. And you know, um, you can make money by not having a horse. Oddly enough, do mm. you have to put in a nominal amount, say twenty or fifty? And if someone else trumps you for that horse when it comes to the bidding, you get half of the difference between the nominal amount and the price paid. So I need a pound of off. <laughs> <laughs> so many big words. Speaking of Panadol, I was pretty happy with my decision to have two before going to sleep last night. That uh, that's a little life it hack. Is, isn't it? And yeah, have the panadol before it, it, you go to bed. The sleep is better, the fresher or as fresh as you can be. Uh, this morning, as I well, may so. have switched Panadol with chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> and let's say I had a few more than two. <laughs> Box of twenty, thanks. It was, yeah, absolutely, it was ordered when I left Allianz Stadium, and it was at the door when I got. Is <laughs> it was so good when you order the chicken nuggets? Should they? Should the default be you get sweet and sour with it? And if you want something else, you mention it. You, no, you know, why is sweet and sour the default? It's the go-to. Sweet and sour, Gibbo? Oh, sweet and sour. But this exact conversation, though, was about chicken salt. Why on earth? <laughs> hang on. Hang on. <laughs> it's a plot like, twist. No, yes. I mean, I just mean, why is it the ordinary to get chicken salt? It should be plain salt because chicken's different yeah. to the original. So it's just the exact same conversation A light here. dusting of plain salt, but if you want something different, you if you want it to taste at? like a salt Where's mine, go for it. Where's this at? Just, at, just in general. Oh, yeah. It's Even become the, a, no, a but norm. normally at Paul's Hamburgers, beautiful hamburgers. Wedge. If you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. They go, they'll go, oh, plain or chicken salt on your chips. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's manners. Yeah, yeah. Whereas at the Decorum. local fish and chip shop, and I don't want to name names, it's a great joint, and I, and I, would, I love the wedges as well, but they say, oh, yeah, would you like chicken salt? No, no, no. no. I want plain salt. And if I would like, it's a fish and chip shop. Oh, at least they asked. Yeah. At least they just yeah. didn't bomb it on there and just go. But the default at McDonald's is sweet and sour. Sweet and sour. If you don't, yep. if you don't, they'll just put the sweet and sour in. I don't know anyone who doesn't have sweet and sour. I'm a mustard guy. You're a mustard guy? Mm. <laughs> what? Well, that yeah. makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> mustard. You're the first person on earth I've ever met who went the mustard. The mustard. It's a different mustard. It's a good mustard. You're keeping it in uh, keep it in circulation because I can't imagine there's many taking up the mustard option. 
0457736736. Source of choice with the nuggets. Yeah, and that, in. by the way, everyone, is not a metaphor or anything like that. It's a genuine question. It is. What source, source do you want on your nuggets? Exactly. Um, I'm glad people are actually listening to us, not on. I appreciate that. Yeah. Paramat. Thank you. Te- technical issues. Once again, apologies. And at the top of the show, when maybe on 1170 you were hearing Melbourne, we were mentioning, and we were going to SEN Fanatic, we were talking about optimal October conditions today oh, for mowing. Mow. We're going to repeat ourselves here. Mow. Just get out there. If you didn't do it yesterday, mm-hmm. I don't know the mowers, and yep. I'll give a shout out to the Lake Macquarie mowers because there's a big party that we're heading up to later on. Oh, yeah. They were out mowing yesterday. They got it done. Yeah, oh, nice. Preparation. Preemptive Friday mo. A Friday mo. Mm. Is that two weeks in a row up to uh, Lake Macquarie? Beautiful spot, isn't it? Beautiful, Beautiful spot. Good fishing up there. Great fishing. Great fishing? Chicken side? I didn't catch anything last <laughs> week. <laughs> Mustard? Mustard. Mustard. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, sun town. I've got sunburnt. Jeez. It's not <laughs> great for the Cancer Council's longest day ambassador. When is that? No. Then? When are we? Are you doing it with me this year? Well, depends. Maybe it- you should come too. Oh, I was waiting. Should we do an OB from there? We should not do an OB, Nick. We should not do an OB. For the 72, should we just go live? Should SEN just have us live for 72 holes of golf? With headsets on. (laughs) With headsets on. There'll be some some dump button happening. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we don't dump on this show. As as proven last week. (laughs) I'll play, but I might not be here. So it depends on the date. Yeah, I reckon it's going to be... Midish, December. Mid-ish. If it's after the eighth or ninth, I'm a chance. Yes, but yeah, it's I a great day. Explain to everyone it what, is, it's, what it's, it's about. The, uh, the Cancer Council, the longest day, and it's to raise money for obviously the Cancer Council. Up over three million last year, it was. Uh, so you uh, go onto the Cancer Council website, you log in, you join up uh, individually or as a team. And you go to your local golf course. A lot there's a, there should be a list there, but a lot of the local golf courses are in there. You pick a day, uh, there is a longest day day that we all sort of try to do it on, but if you can't, that's cool. But you go to your local golf course and 72 holes in one day. Whew. It's a, uh, it's an experience, I'll tell you. And if you've got a really, if you've got a really good mate that at one stage you <laughs> are feeling not great for charity, and this is where our uh, $100, our stupid multi and Adam's scratching every week uh, goes to this. So yeah. Uh, we'll be dipping into that. I will say, um, having previously seen it myself, if you do the longest day, perhaps at 36, halfway through, don't go and have three quick beers oh, in, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> in the clubhouse when, because it doesn't end well. When Tristan and the boys at topsport.com.au throw up uh, over under 10 birdies and you're trying to do it for the charity. <laughs> but we got it done. You got it done. Uh, plenty of... Text coming in um, as well. McHugh, I was just about to blow up about no mowers club today. No, nah, we sorted it out. Q, thank you for uh, If you listening. aren't doing mustard, you are doing nuggets wrong. Wow. Thank you very much. That is extraordinary. Mustard. That is absolutely extraordinary. Anyway, never known it. Uh, here's a break on the mowers club. Back in a sec. And we're back with the mowers club. Uh, welcome back on throughout the SEN network. And we've got the Week in Review coming up on the Saturday Morning Miles Club. Myself and Nick and uh, Gibbo will chime in as well. Talking about the big issues in sport this week. Des sacked, tarpaulin over the Roosters sign, thanks to Sydney FC. An AFL coach sacked as mm. well. Dustin Johnson got an $18 million surprise. 
if you don't mind. And David Warner as well. It's all on the way in the Week in Review. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review. Yes, this is the uh, Week in Review and well, headline, top line by Des Hasler getting the, uh, the kibosh from Scott Penn and Manly. What do you make of it, Davo? Um, it's an, it's, <clears throat> I think it was you made mention and everyone focused in on the Pride 7 and, and all that sort of thing. But mm. And you were at pains to say that that's not, that's not the issue and there's more, 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 more. And it, I think this shows that there is uh, at Manly um, and the way that the, the season ended, it, it, it just didn't look really good. I don't, it, sometimes it's changing coaches for the sake of it. Mm. Um, the ins and outs. Like it's, the, the difference is, and I think between the league and the AFL where you've got who sort of pulls the trigger on it. Where the AFL is president's board, da, 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 da. Mm. whereas individual stakeholders in the rugby league teams, it, it, it's a different angle because they're the ones pumping the money in. Yep. In AFL, like presidents and that, are they are they financially tied? Like, do they no. start pumping money into the club? No. To be president, no. Or doesn't no. work like that. No. No. Or they might. They. There's different foundations and stuff that they would probably as benefactors more yeah, than yeah, yeah. single it would tip in, but it's not yeah. it's not like a yeah. Look, I I look at Manly and and now think yeah, Anthony Seabold probably comes in. Uh, I'm not as I'm, I'm not make, as vitriolic make, about Des make, going. Do you make this decision? This decision is not made without someone ready to go. True, you, you have to. You're an idiot. In You're a bunch of idiots. If 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 you did that to Des Hasler and then then okay. stood around and went, oh, what now? That, now now that we've doubles got to, down on now, the stupidity. Yeah, absolutely. However, it it from a coaching perspective, I can half kind of see it because Manly really tailed off. Mm-hmm. He didn't have Tommy Turbo last year, but from a will he be right for Origin? <laughs> That's the key. That's the only thing that'll matter in 2023. Will Tom Trevojevic be ready for Origin? Um, but and Seabold coming in, it's 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 rattled a lot of hardcore Manly fans. It's like Des is a legend of the club. This is how we treat yeah. around. It's a disgrace. I'm going to rip up my season memberships. I can totally understand that. I'm not one of them. I'm like, uh, Des but I think the... it was, and I'm pretty sure I heard it or read it on SEN socials that one of our rugby league experts. There's two manly legends that won't go back there now. Yeah. I said that. Did you? Yeah. Well done. Well said. <laughs> Thanks. Good man. I did listen. I listened to you. I care. Yeah. Well done. You're my friend. <laughs> well said. And I thought that no makes worries. actually that makes great sense. Thanks, mustard man. But what happened last time when they, they turfed that well other manly legend? Jeffrey Tra- Tuvey. It was a Trent Barrett era, right? So yeah. they had a few years of not going mm. so well. But Adam, don't you think after what happened this year, Manly is a club that needs to be united. So you've got a fresh coach in. Is he going to be able to do that? You've got a, you've got a fraction in the playing group if you want to read whatever you want to read. Uh, it's, it's a, you look at the West Tigers. 
So Sheens, Marshall, Farrah come in, the joint ticket, if you like, to mm. coach. But did they they come in and solve all the problems that happened behind the scenes with Balmain and West, behind the scenes and the feuding parents, if you like, of the club? No. Same no. with Manly. There's issues behind the scenes yeah. with Scott Penn and his family. Yes, they're putting the money in. Are they making the right decisions? Scott Penn's a, like a... He's not there. He's he's living in New York. He comes back. He's hearing secondhand information. Des was left to fend everything off during that rainbow jersey saga, which was a massive non-sport story, and he was left no CEO he was, and front and center. It's it's the way that and the administ- handled it really well. Yeah, absolutely. The way that the All administration the has panned out at Manly, and then you've got the um, from what you understand that uh, Bob Fulton's kids who run the pathways, his two sons who have a lot to do with the pathways, what's coming through at Manly. There's a there's a big annoyance in the local Manly area that the local kids don't get a go because they go and find kids in the west of Sydney to bring him into the pathway system. They get squeezed out. There's one family on the northern beaches of talented young players coming through. And the dad has taken his kid and five of his mates to Souths because he's sick and tired of what's going on at Manly. These are talented 14, 15, 16-year-olds. They're the next generation, but they can't see a way through because they're importing. Mm. And it, it, there's, there's no pathway in the local area. Do the NRL need to, Did the NRL need to step in there? So if, if you look at and go, okay, yep, and you heard when all the Penrith players were being announced and from St. Mary's, Brian Toto, from St. Mary's. Yeah. Da, da, da. So 75% they, of them were yeah. from that area. Yeah. So you're saying that Manly recruiters are going out that way and go and come and play Jersey flag SG ball fast yeah, and not looking in their own backyard. Did yeah. the NRL then need to step in and go, you need to be – you can't have lived in this area. The oh. old zoning, like AFL zoning. Yeah. It, it, Swans Academy, we have rules like that. So we can't go and find a gun 16-year-old kid in Melbourne, relocate him to Sydney for two years and say he's in the Swans Academy, we can pick him. I think it's, we're not allowed to do that. Yeah, I, I think maybe country areas could work like that in rugby league, but in the metropolitan area, I don't see how it. Why how not? You, how you can do it? Well, if you've got a kid that's got a postcode for St Mary's, mm. he can't go and play SG ball for Manly. But no, I, I would say logic. Without... Sorry, Gibbo. I would say though that logically, it, wouldn't it be use your brains and maybe get the the local kid. And if he's a little bit below or on par with something you're getting from elsewhere, go to the local kid first because yeah. it's better for the club. All told, it's better for the kids so the kid's not travelling. Yeah. It's it's a bit of a no-brainer. So that, that's part of the frustration. Mm. That's part of the dysfunction yeah, okay. that is going on with that rugby league club at the moment. Yeah. And it doesn't solve by just firing Des Hasler. It doesn't solve no. itself by getting rid no. of Des and bringing in Seabold. He's going to have one unbelievably tough job. Yeah. He's going to be need the president of the United Nations. And that's about... Up. 75th on his list of things to do. Seabold yeah. if he gets there. And he's like, oh, I didn't realise that happened. But apparently he's going to England on Sunday to coach with Eddie in the rugby union. He won't be back till mid-November. We're assuming that he's the coach, though. Assuming that he's the coach. But Never no, assume. I mean, seeing Scott Penn got out of that meeting the other day and said Anthony Seabold's an unreal coach. He wasn't doing it for his jollies, I dare say. Anyway, hey, um, that sign, the Sydney Rooster, we talked about it on the run home through the week, Gibbo, but um, good listening. Nick Davis, who is uh, obviously... Um, an man. assistant to the assi- the travelling assistant down there at the the Sydney Roosters, hey. uh, George Costanza, New York Yankees job, you know. No, you're an actual assistant coach. 
Sydney Roosters annoyed Sydney FC last week, hosting Melbourne Victory. There's a big, on the eastern side of the ground, there's a big sign that says, Home of the Roosters. Sydney FC went to Bunnings and got $150 uh, green tarp and put it over it to, to hide the Home of the Roosters maybe they sign. Should, maybe they should have put it in there and covered the empty seats. But anyway. Um... Brouhaha <laughs> followed. <laughs> At the Roosters game. Oh, Sydney FC. Oh. You're a long way up in the lanyard section, just saying. Just a little one there. Nice and dry up there. <laughs> it looked nice and dry. Exactly. Maybe they could have covered the roof. Anyway, how stupid. Yeah. The home of the rooster sign is not right underneath Allianz Stadium. Mm. It's where the actual rooster's headquarters is. That's where their building is. Yeah. That's where their offices are now. All of the offices? All of the offices. Now. Trent Robbo gets in there at 6 a.m. on a Monday morning and does in his there. video in there. In there. Okay. Okay, so yep. it's not saying Allianz, that's the home of the Roosters is in. That is where the offices are. But it's on the stadium it says home of the Roosters. Yeah, but it's not up under, it doesn't say Allianz Stadium and then right underneath it, home of the Roosters. It is separate. What? So, But on I, the other side, on the western side, there are, uh, is a circle Waratah sign, there's a circle yeah. Sydney FC sign, and there's a circle Roosters sign. Yeah. I think when you rock up, you know who you're going to watch. Yeah, yeah, true. It's true. I don't mind that on the other side, and I think it's a bit petty that now they're going to have one illuminated for whoever's hosting the home game and the other two in, in darkness. It's like, what does it matter? But if you're it, coming in and you go, oh, good. really, Roosters are here too and Waratahs and vice versa. Looks good. Oh, Everyone wins. Like, but how I, petty. That that home of the Roosters sign, they knew what they were doing. That's where the offices are. Yeah, but that's great. So like, what happens if you're going to visit the Roosters' offices and you're doing laps of the Allianz going, where are the offices? There, it's underneath a, the home of the Roosters sign. Just a little chook above the thing. You don't need this massive thing. Like, okay, I'll it's go home today. It's not massive. It is massive. It's I'll, not massive. I'll go home today and put on my house, home of Adam. That's fine. <laughs> it's your house. Yes. Put it at the end of the street too. Adam Street, Adam's house down here. No, Stupid. No, I rate the fact that they covered it up. No, no, not no. your home. That's where the offices are. They're not talking about the stadium. That stadium doesn't get built. Like that, if just the Roosters are playing there. It's not just the well, Roosters' home ground. At the SCG, yeah. where the Swans' offices are, it's got the Basil Sellers Centre. Yes. Sydney Swans. That's, yeah. So what? So when Sydney FC play at the SCG, they're going to cover that over? It doesn't say home of the Roosters with a massive big sign that you can see what three do you suburbs want to away. change? Roosters' office. The Basil Cell, it says home at the SCG. It's got a big swan thing on the side. It's got everything there. Should just be a big sombrero above the doors. What? <laughs> hey, Brett Ratton. Should say home of home of the roosters and cheeseburger spring off. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Ratton. Brett Ratton. Tell us about what the hell happened here. So St Kilda coach, all of a sudden, and Gibbo was on um, the award-winning overnights show, and it broke just before he went on air. Brett Ratton how good. gets sacked out of nowhere. After like, an extension. Literally out of nowhere. After an extension. Three months before, three months earlier, got an extension. extension. That's one of the more quizzical things I've ever seen in my life. That In terms of uh, coaching appointments that and sort of unappointments. comes about, given the fact that they'd finished five weeks ago. <clears throat> pardon me, six weeks ago. Yeah. That it's like a couple of guys just got together and going, oh, by the way. Did the trade period. Did the trade period? They weren't really involved in the trade period, were they? But still, he's yeah. making list yeah. decisions. That I'd, I'd, they would have delisted people. They would have looked to get people trade. They'd be 
a long way into uh, drafting and recruiting and TPP and yep. all this and making decisions. And football clubs make decisions on an 18 month like there. They've got to be in advance. So, yeah. Crazy to see. Like, again, a, a decision that is not made. It is a decision that is not made without another coach ready to go. Mm. Like, this is not, oh, the same as the Des has one. This is not a, oh, Brett Ratton's out. Oh, now we're just going to do an extensive, an extensive search for another coach. This decision mm. is made with one firmly in the back pocket. It has to be. Because you saw the, what was what happened at Essendon. But who? I don't know. It's going to be someone. James Hurd. Ross Lyon. He put his hand up pretty quick, didn't he? <laughs> Go back home. <laughs> oh, I can tell you. So Ross Lyon was the coach that took them to a grand final. Back to back. The drawn grand the draw, final. The draw. So he, he won half a grand final. <laughs> but, yeah, St Kilda are the club, um, for people listening in the Northern States, they're the club now with the longest premiership drought of an established club. Yes. Are they not? Yes. 1966, their lone premiership. Yes. So, mm. wow. And they wonder why. The uh, the search goes on for for winning a premiership. Um, just a quick one as well. David Warner should he be able to have a leadership role? Yes. Get over it. Right, it's not my. No, I'm not. No, that's to everyone. That wasn't to you. Get over it. I'm not saying you get over it, but get over it. People out there, cricket Australia. Seriously, it's the answer. There had a real personal. No, we've been good. I thought my quitting my actual. Proper questions about football, football were yeah, very good. No, there wasn't a, having a stat. Happy with you, but no Twitter poll today. Like absolutely, he should be able to have a like. Yeah, people have. They stuffed up that investigation at the source. It needs to be an investigation. They, sh- they should have got to. The, they didn't quite get to the bottom of it and make it all public. All the information that they knew at the time, and now everyone's been left to guess. And now they're making sub. Um, sub additions to the rule yeah. book to the freaking code of conduct. People have been. Been given reprieves for a hell of a lot less. He served his oh, sorry, time. Sorry, a hell of a lot less. Served less. his time. Less. I will say that none of this is a story if there's not a leadership vacuum within Australian cricket, on-field leadership vacuum. If Aaron Finch doesn't retire, they need someone. True. So it's all come about by the fact that they need someone. But how long for, though, Adam? Two Dave years? Warner, yes. Who, mm. Who's the next man up, though? Like, we – it doesn't seem to be – usually there's – Always in Australian cricket, there's the guy Great there. Leaders. There's a vice captain who's coming through. With Pat Cummins, definitely, I don't think it's the wise decision. He's a three-format skipper. No. Alex Carey Impossible. has been touted. Mitch Marsh has had his injury woes. He obviously been playing really well in the T20s. Where's yeah. it coming from? Steve Smith and David Warner. <laughs> it's got to keep going. It's true. They're the two. They're the only two. You can't have a bowler doing, like you say, you can't have Pat doing all three. No chance. No chance. So It's not clear cut, though. That's that's the thing, which mm. is surprising because yeah, usually that happens in Australian cricket. Uh, Dustin Johnson, tell us about Ooh. quickly what happened this week. So it was it just me or the Live Golf? That came out of nowhere and they just dropped a little press release to say, well done to Dustin Johnson. He's won $18 million. He won a bonus for we don't know what for. <laughs> he won the individual all-round title. Yeah. For all our events this year. There was a little lull in the golf world and they thought, oh, we could, oh geez, we've got 80 million. Was that publicised before that the winner, of the oh, overall duh, winner would I'm get? Sure. It's, like, it's like the FedEx Cup bonus, I guess. 
So it's 18 million US. The, if you win the Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup, you get the bonus. 18 million US. He's won he's in Live Golf this year. It's one. Th- he's received 30 million. Good decision. Bad decision. You be the judge. Yeah, great to have your company. Uh, text on the text line 0457 736 736 mm. from a Q. What is it? Uh, Should David Warner be allowed to use Yeah nah in the KO ads? Well, we're after we're our people are going to talk to their people. We should have copyrighted it. We should have. We should have. Anyway, Yeah Nah. I don't is think it was up. ours of injury. <laughs> it's going to be a dynamic edition of Yeah Nah shortly with Nick Davis off the long run after going to the Bruno Mars concert last <laughs> night and people watching. At the home of the Roosters, it was, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Did Bruno cover up the sign? No, he didn't. Ah, oh, dear. Uh, morning, boys, boys. Greg from Gundagai. Hey, Greg, uh, long-time listener. It's not just young players leaving Manly. It's also very talented local coaches who have to go all over Sydney to get a junior rep coaching gig as Manly's junior rep coaches are handpicked with no interview process at all. All going back to the point where is it happening in the right way behind the scenes at Manly, and will it change if Anthony Seabole comes in for Des Hasler? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, just something I picked up from the Saturday Telegraph today. It was Princess Margaret's um, morning routine, Nick, and see, and mm-hmm. Gibbo. I'm not sure. It might be more down Gibbo's path, this kind of thing. But <laughs> Princess Margaret was the sister of the Queen, the dearly departed Queen, and she had a bit of a wild streak to her. But 9 a.m., Princess Margaret has breakfast in bed, followed by two hours in bed, listening to the radio. Morning, Margaret, if you're listening. (laughs) Reading the newspapers and chain smoking. 11 a.m. Gets into bath, run for her by her lady's maid. Noon. An hour in the bath is followed by hair and makeup at a dressing table. Then she puts on clean clothes. Good to know. As one would imagine of a princess, she never wore any of her clothes more than once without having them cleaned. 12.30 p.m. She appears downstairs for a vodka pick-me-up. 1pm, she joins the Queen Mother for a four-course lunch served in an informal manner from silver dishes with half a bottle of wine per person plus fruit and half a dozen different varieties of native and continental cheeses. What a how's day. That, how's that for... No, that's just the morning. That's the morning. Imagine when things pick up in the mid-afternoon <laughs> session. When the body kicks in. How's that sound, Gibbo, for your kind of activity? Oh, that, that sounds... I've got a new favourite royal, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the second hour after the break on the oh, Rolls Club. Yeah, Bjorn nah. Baker. I'm, I'm pretty sure his morning routine is a little bit different. <laughs> Might have some similarities, but on Everest Day, Bjorn will join us, and we've got yeah, nah as well. Big second hour on the way on the Moles Club. Bread with over 100 years of innovation. Toro's Moles are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, great to have your company on the show. This is the second hour of. It's a massive day of racing across the country. We've got the Caulfield Cup, uh, the time-honoured Caulfield Cup down there at Caulfield, and they've got away with it. An unprecedented amount of rain, mainly in the west of Melbourne in the last uh, last couple of days. But Caulfield's going to serve up a, a slow track. And same in Sydney with the sun out. And, uh, yeah, okay, I copped a deluge last week and some of the races caught off. But good news is the sun is out and the guns are out in terms of the racing fraternity as well. And uh, one man who's got a bit of a, uh, a hand at Randwick today, as always, is master trainer Bjorn Baker joining us on the line right now. Bjorn, good morning. How, how are things, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. You're too kind. I don't know about a master trainer. We'll wait till after the last. We need to get a winner or two. But, uh, no, it's a great day in Sydney. It's going to be a, an electric atmosphere. So uh, very lucky to have some runners there today. Yeah, and you've got two in the big race. So $15 million Everest, which is the richest race on turf in the world, over 1,200 metres. You've got Overpass 
and you've got Shades of Rose, which keeps on winning. Um, tough as this horse, but I mean, the, the big dog up the top there, Nature's Trip, um, it's been backed off the map again this morning. What are your thoughts on the race, mate? Yeah, obviously he's going to be hard to beat. He's the, the best sprinter in the world, but you can't go in um, with the white flag up. And I think both of my horses are legitimate chances. I think Overpass only got beaten a length behind Nature Strip in the shorts. He And both my horses will appreciate the drying tracks. It's soft seven. Good chance by the afternoon. It may even be playing a little bit better. I hope it is. But Overpass, the Winkers go on him too. His work on Tuesday was outstanding. I think he's, uh, he's fresh and ready to run a big race. And, and Shades of Rose, I think she's going to get into a really nice spot, probably just behind the speed. And uh, she had a good trial last week, and her work on Tuesday was outstanding. Of course, she's a winner. She's won seven of nine. And I think they both deserve their chance, and they're both not out of it. Bjorn, Nick Davis here. Messages to the jockeys today uh, would obviously be in the big tab Everest is don't sit up. Uh, you want you want no matter where you're running, uh, there's some big prize money. If you're not going to win, just don't sit up on these things. Just make sure we get the, a fair bit of prize money anyway. That's, well, that's, that's the key. Uh, we'll be letting them know. But, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's great to be in, in the race. And, um, yeah, we'll just leave it. Obviously, Karen McAvoy, he's won it three times. Of course, he's on Shades of Rose, the only mare in the race. And then the only female jockey is Rachel King on overpass. So I think 50% of the population should be uh, supporting one of my two horses, shouldn't they? Uh, maybe. Maybe if they look past the fact that, uh, yeah, Nature Strip blitzed at Royal Ascot. But say if things do go right, Bjorn, have you... Have you thought about what kind of celebration? Oh. Like a few of us in this studio this morning may or may not be a little under the weather given Friday activities. What kind of state do you reckon you'd be in if you win the Tab Everest and you rock up to work tomorrow morning to check on your horses? Uh, well, I'll be getting an Uber. For a start. <laughs> uh, so no, it'll be look if they run a good race, we'll be thrilled. And uh, you know, I think the future's both in front of them. They're only. Uh, four, so hopefully they've got a couple of years ahead and at some stage there's got to be a changing of the guard and who knows, it might be today. There has been, and our esteemed producer here and I went, uh, has has likened you to the Dean Boxall of racehorse trainers. There's been some good footage of you, Bjorn, making sure that you uh, do everything you can to lift your horses over the line. Um, you're one of the, uh, the, better, the better trainer jockeys out there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a bit cringeworthy when you walk, watch it back, but uh, no, we it, look. You've got to enjoy it, win, lose, or draw. It's yeah. hard enough to win any race, so I do, I do wear, I guess, my heart on on the sleeve, and um, you know, I'm lucky to do what I love. So there's no bigger thrill than than uh, owning a winner or training a winner, um, especially on big days like today. Yeah. Chris Waller approaches it differently. He's he's more your kind of emotional type, obviously. Wins a group one and the, the Kleenex comes out and that's Chris's way as well. But you, you two go away back, both Kiwis and both coming through the ranks at, at similar times. Yeah, he's actually he's a little bit older than me, Chris. He's from only I grew up in a small town called Woodville and he's from Foxton, so he's about 45 minutes away. So I've known him for a long time and, of course, watch his career. He's a, a remarkable trainer. I think he'll end up... Uh, Australasia's greatest ever trainer um, and he's one of the best in the world so it's it's been tough racing against him every day 
and he's done a remarkable job over here. And and uh, as much as anything, I've had to get better to compete, and it's very strong competition anywhere in Australia, yet alone in the city. So. Um, he's done a, a great job. I just hope he runs a, a close third today. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Bjorn, big race day. Uh, they're expecting a bumper crowd at, uh, at Ramwick, which is great for everyone. But talk us through you, you know, your race day. How do you sort of approach it? Uh, you, have you got any sort of music that you listen to in the car on the way there to pump yourself up? And then <laughs> Either Tiger or sort something. Sort of back and forth from, you know, it, it can be people sort of see uh, the horses just on the track and then off the track. But there are a lot of things that go on behind the scenes for a trainer. You've got to talk to jockeys, owners, saddling up, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, there's plenty going on. Thankfully, we've got through most of it. So now we're just going to get to the races and uh, I'll probably sneak a little champagne or a beer or two before we get underway. But uh, like yesterday, I had a, a couple of lunches on and uh, it was a bit tough getting up this morning. So I just did, kept the same routine. There wasn't a lot happening in terms of gallops. So I went out to Warwick Farm and it's always good banter on a Saturday. Of course, everyone is full of high hopes and jubilation and we're all going to be big winning trainers. So of course, a lot changes throughout the course of the day but uh, then I went to the gym for an hour which was a real battle, I ran along last in my class and hopefully I've got those laughs out of the system and then I do an Instagram live at 9am so I did that as per normal and uh, yeah so just try and keep the same routine, we can't change too much today's a big day logistically, I've got uh, runners in five different locations from Caulfield to Ramwick to Newcastle to the Gold Coast to Eagle Farm. So it's a busy day from that point of view. So I'm lucky to have a really good team around me. Far out, Bjorn. Win the morning, win the day. Look at you go. Um, with uh, early word, early what they say, early bird gets, gets the worm. worm. Apparently, not 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 in here this morning. <laughs> no, Let me tell you, <laughs> quick smart. Hey, uh, about the the Ramwick v Caulfield situation today. Um, I'm just going to mention the fact that there's an article on codesports.com.au today. Um, talking to both administrators, Peter Volandi's up here in New South Wales. Uh, Andrew Jones has just taken over Racing Victoria. About it seems like everything's settled down. That war of words about Victoria being worried about Volandi's creating all these races, and now everyone's got their head around the fact that it actually helps both by having this kind of day on at the same time and obviously Golden Eagle seven point or ten million dollars whatever it's worth on Cox Plate Day. What's your take on it as a as a trainer who has to have horses in five places at at once? Has it helped the sport having days like this? Uh, today will be one of the best race days in the world. Mm. Um even at both tracks, and you combine them, it's just bigger and better. And I look at it even from a trainer's point of view. At Warwick Farm now, we've got Chris Waller, uh, we've got Annabelle Neesham, Karen Maher and David uh, Eustace uh, are up there. You've got Gary Portelli, trained the slipper winner, Matthew Smith, Godolphin, Joe Pride. Even at Warwick Farm, where I train, the competition is so tough. So um, even my tower, we, we sort of have uh, Karen Maher and David uh, Eustace's team, Annabelle Neesham, Godolphin, uh, Portelli, Matthew Smith. So even in that bunch, I've, I've got to get better horses to compete with them. And, and uh, I like to do a lot of talking, so so <laughs> I've got to get winners to stay there. But what it does, it makes you, makes you work harder, compete better and get better horses, and that's where it all starts. And um, there's a lot of horsepower at, at Warwick Farm alone without going into Rosehill and Randwick. So competition's great and it makes for a better spectacle and, and that's essentially what's following with, with the great stake money and great racing on offer today. 
Tell you what, Bill, I think the jockeys would be happy that there's a few big races spread out across one day because that just means that James McDonald can't win everything. <laughs> it gives someone else a chance to be able to ride a winner of a good race. Well, that's right, too, and uh, he, he gets the, the plum rides. Of course, he's another battling Kiwi that's come <laughs> over here and done well. What a good, what a good country it is going. here, too. <laughs> uh, old little Jimmy, eh? Just, he's got a lot of problems. Money's not one of them. <laughs> did you, did, were you across Zach Purton's comments this week about James McDonald? Yeah, so, did that. you see that? I, I'm pretty sure. And, look, I, understand, I know Zach's not a bad fella, but... I'm pretty sure he said that if uh, that James McDonald will still have a mortgage if he does it. I'm not sure he's still got uh, a mortgage to pay off J-Mac. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that. And obviously the money in, in Hong Kong is is remarkable and, and Zach would be earning uh, a fortune. But once again, it's lifestyle. Yeah. Sydney's the best city in the world. Like, why would you, uh, you know, and even I've got a young family and, and all those things come into consideration. And, and Australian racing is what I've always aspired to. It's, it's the best racing in the world week in, week out, and that's a fact. And um, you sort of go up to Hong Kong, it's obviously a completely different lifestyle. You've only got the two tracks, and, um, you know, it's, it's what people want. But in terms of, of James, he is quickly on the way to becoming arguably the greatest ever jockey Australasia seen as well. So um, he will go down and possibly the record books. And um, and that's the difference. I mean, money's one thing. It's not everything. Even a, a race like the Everest today, the money's great. But at the end of the day, you want to be competitive and and um, you've got to try and get some of it. So it's uh, horses for courses, so to speak. Yeah, J Maxwell on his way to paying off his mortgage on his eighth house um, at the moment, and probably does it today uh, with a with a couple of victories in Sydney. Hey, well, Jake, uh, that's a, he's got twelve dairy farms in New Zealand. <laughs> he's what? That's true. Jeez, providing true. milk for Australia and New Zealand as well. That's outstanding, J Mac. Doing well. Hey, uh, before we let you go, Bjorn, the most important thing, and it, I don't care if it's at Newcastle and a maiden or whatever like that, but any, give us something for that. Any price and anywhere, any price well, and anywhere I've got a winner. I've got, got race one at uh, Gold Coast, Ginger's Girl, very hard to beat. I also like Renaissance Woman. I think she's really well, and she's set to run a very good 2,000 metres in the ethereal stakes at uh, Caulfield today. Brilliant, Bjorn. And I promise on this show I usually have a tip, <laughs> and that means that the horse should be scratched. It I promise to stay away from those two yeah, and yeah, any of yours tonight. Mine, yeah. <laughs> you don't tip mine. Please. Bjorn. Thanks, guys. No worries. Bjorn Baker, have a great Everest day, mate. Thanks for, thanks for your time. Thanks. Good luck. Bye. Cheers, mate. Bjorn Baker, uh, yeah, always good for a chat. Happily didn't mention rugby union there as well. <laughs> we skipped <laughs> through that. Could have gone for another 10 minutes as well. Uh yeah, nah, he's on the way. Give us your nominations. Anything that's get in. Uh, oh, you need to get off your chest, we're here for you on the couch here on the Mowers Club. We'll listen. 0457 736 736. Nick has got a shopping list of options for Yeah, nah today. Back in a moment. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Now it's time for yeah nah yeah nah nah yeah nah yeah nah. Here we go. So Nick Davis. <laughs> so when you congregate thirty thousand people into one place to watch a, a concert, you notice things, correct? You, you went to Bruno things. Mars last night. I did at the home of the Roosters. Uh, I've only got one this week, but I'll save it because you've yeah, got you've got a few. You 
and we'll sit here in judgment, shall we, Gibbo, at uh, what Davo's about to throw at us. Do you want me to go the Bruno Mars special? Because I got, I got, I've got one just out of the ordinary. Well, go the ordinary one. Out of the ordinary. Go my one. Give my chime in. This will be interesting. This is public opinion. Mm. But my opinion is, and I'm not a coffee drinker. Okay. Yeah. But my opinion of listening to people that drink coffee, that coffee, coffee drinkers whinge more about their coffee than they actually enjoy it. There's always a whinge about the coffee. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's not strong enough. It's too strong. There's too much milk. It's from McDonald's. It's from here. It's not from there. Yeah. Well, it's not. There's more whinging about coffee than actually enjoying coffee. As not, a, as an outsider, not a gen. I wouldn't call it a general rule, but I would say it's a definitive factor of coffee drinking. Yes. That you can whinge about it. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Good. Got the end. I will say though, but once you find the honey hole in terms yeah, of your, yeah. which I have yeah. in life, so satisfied with my What about choices. the coffee? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> such okay. an easy joke. Zing. <laughs> the Yena, the Yena Bruno Mars special. Here we go. Okay, you just do that instead of yeah. Cool. Am I going? Yeah, <laughs> you are now. Go. Oh, well, you going to No, go. well, I said you do that one. Oh, and then you were going to Then go. I'll go, and then Gibbo might chime in with his. Okay, and well, then you, you go, go the Bruno you go. I'll save, I'll save the Bruno special for the last. This caught my eye through the week. The thumbs up emoji mm-hmm. is all of a sudden offensive according to Gen Z. Oh. Why? Yeah. Gen Z? I'm a, Some are, are you the voice now for Yena? I'm Dave Warner. Some are suggesting they find the emoji a little rude, passive-aggressive, or vague. I've got another emoji for him. <laughs> and it's only used by those of a certain age, older than Gen Z. So because old people like me use it, I'm a big thumber. Big thumb user in terms of... What about on the message? Thumbs being a problem in emojis. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. I've got another emoji for them. Yeah, look, I haven't got, I haven't got much because I know Nick's got plenty to get off his chest. But yeah. I, I mean, did you see? You guys are familiar with the inspired unemployed. Yep. Those yeah. guys. Oh, can't have. You would have seen them. No. Okay, can't have them. Well, didn't they, so they did. They did a lot of um, adding for a ad for a betting company that we will not mention because yeah. we are it's the top one with Shaq. The one with Shaq. And You've seen him? Yeah, I've seen him. But, throughout yeah. the week, it was labelled offensive to Aussies because they were talking in slang and, and like, basically uh. saying Aussies were dumb, which well, obviously... Well, I'm about to double down on it, so... <laughs> so like, I mean, well, guess what? Following on from the thumb emoji, like, yeah. I mean, this is too uh, easy. People and just want to be outraged. On every AM radio station, but absolutely offensiveness. Yeah, nah. Ridiculous. Okay. Ridiculous. Bruno Mars, your head off. Bruno Mars version of Yena. As Australians, we have let ourselves down. In what way? How we have portrayed ourselves to the rest of the world. Yes. Like our friends from the Inspired Unemployed, allegedly. The two international artists. Yeah. An international DJ that played before Bruno Mars and Bruno Mars. Yeah. Thought that it was fitting to get up on the stage and while they were entertaining the crowd, say, Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Yeah, no. Oh, dear, 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 dear. We have let ourselves down as Australians. We have. have. That that is what they think they need to do to appease the crowd. Yep. It's not right. That's what we're associated with around the world now. So is a shooey. 
I don't mind that. If Bruno Mars whipped out a shoey, I'd be cool with that. Yep. But what we have let happen through some certain <laughs> groups. Do you want the origins of it? Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Do you want the origins yeah. of it? Well, we know, we know, we don't normally associate Yenars with fact, but we can. Go for it. Sydney Olympics is where it went through the Did roof. It? Yes. So the Sydney the Olympics, gotcha. the greatest sporting event ever held on Australian soil. Fantastic. Apart Everyone from... enjoyed themselves. However, for every good thing that happens, there must be a little bad. <laughs> there is. And with that, I, I cannot emphasize enough that at every venue that Who was, was happening. Who was it? Who? I don't know. It wasn't those... It wasn't. What? No, it wasn't the fanatics. Okay. It wasn't the fanatics. But they, but they took the baton and ran with I it. I mean, they're, they're still not sure where coronavirus started, what part of Wuhan it was mm. a few years ago. And we with did. this, it's the same, same thing. thing. The owner and the architect of Aussie, 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 oi, will oi, oi, oi. never be fully known. However, we do know that what they've left the world leaves a lot to be desired. It's not right. No. Anyway, so for... Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Yeah, no, nah. no, yeah, no, nah, yeah, no. Nah. And I'm going to double down with a quick one, the Mexican wave. Yeah, <laughs> no. Nah. I'm going to throw that in there as well because that happened last night as well. If if somewhere between the DJ and Bruno Mars' Sweet Caroline came on, I was up and I was out of there. <laughs> can, can I, can I <laughs> try and <laughs> With two more. Actually, that's your trifecta. Roll, I was out. <laughs> but the general trifecta, so you've got the Mexican wave, you've got the Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Aussie, Aussie. Yeah. Aussie. The paper aeroplanes cascading <laughs> down from the top <laughs> at one that stage. That me, though. Nah, I would no, have been happy okay. with that. Uh, anyway, And you watch it. You watch it. Okay, so there's two. Mm. Okay. <laughs> if you're going to take a selfie at the concert, <laughs> okay, or if you're going to get people to take a photo of you or partner at the concert, that's fine. Mm. But for where I was sitting, people watching down, take it from the seat that you actually bought. Do not, <laughs> do not falsify your selfie by walking up the front and saying, look at the tickets I got. <laughs> Taking the selfie at the front, going, oh, I'm right at the front of the stage, yeah. and then walking uh. 100 metres <laughs> as I'm drawing this back to your actual seat that you paid. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, not no. a lot for. Uh, agree. False agree. advertising. You did not. <laughs> it's false advertising. Buy tickets at the front. You went up, you got a photo at the front, uh, and then you walked your, sorry, way back to the back. I saw that happen. Not being honest with themselves. The other one is if. Virtue. So that's another one. Another, yeah, nah. If you ask someone to take a photo, be happy with the photo that they took for you. Don't look at it and then say, can you take more? <laughs> They're not a photographer. They're doing you a favour. You can't ask someone to take a photo and then look at it and go, oh, sorry, eyes were closed on that one. Can you take another one? No. What about the... Got to be happy with what you get. I've what? shown you that photo that I got with the greatest tennis player of all time. Yes. <laughs> you got to cop it. <laughs> Bad luck. Uh, I once got a photo with Roger Federer and about 30 seconds later, the person who took the photo, I said, is it all good? And they came back to me and said, uh, uh, looked at it, and <laughs> there's a massive, like, light that could maybe shine something on the moon behind me, and you come all blown out and everything like that. But you got to cop it. Oh. Like you say, Nick, you got to cop it. You, would you not be absolutely burning, though, inside? <laughs> you get one chance at one, a picture with the goat one and shot, tennis. One shot, one opportunity. <laughs> you, 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 you're full M&M. It. You're full... You're full, oh. uh, you're full M&M. <laughs> what did you say? 
<laughs> Loved it. Oh, good. Okay, so there's the other one. So two 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 selfie ones. Jeez, and this, then this uh, Bruno and, Mars tickets paying for itself. Right, for it is. It's content. Material. Content. Oh, I didn't pay for it. Yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> what a shock! <laughs> what a shock! Is that the home of the Roosters? Uh, and then the last one is. You pay your money to go to the concert. Well, get a ticket to go you to get the concert. A concert. <laughs> some of you, some people pay, some people don't pay for to go to the concert. Uh, and you go there. Mm. God gave you two eyes. <laughs> don't video the whole concert on your phone. <laughs> you look down there and it was just people, like, they must have trained because their arms <laughs> must be so sore. They have held their phone above their head for a good hour and a half. Uh. And you're probably never going to listen, watch it anyway back. No. Sit there and enjoy the concert. So for those people that go to the Bruno Mars concert, if you're going tonight, video a little bit, your favourite song, if it's 24, 24K or whatever your favourite song is, video that little bit, mm. the whole concert. Yeah, nah. Done. But lots of love on the text line about Nick's shopping list from the Bruno Mars of Yeah Nars. Uh, Nick, I think that's your best year now ever. Great list from yeah, Nick you. Um, boys, Nick, 100% the Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Heard that so much at the Socceroos last month. Please, please stop. Yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Just stop, Maddie. Fantastic. He's even giving me yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Oi, oi, oi. And what's mm. the other one? Uh, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie is an adaptation of the, the Scar Skinhead chant. Ziggy, 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 oi, 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 from the 80s. I'm not across that. Eels Muzzies, maybe. Thanks, Eels Muzzies. Whatever whatever it's an adaptation of, it's enough. Burn it. And we're going to go across the ditch right now on the Mowers Club and catch up with uh, Scotty Stevenson, who we have chatted to before on the Mowers Club. We're going to check in once more. Spark Sport presenter. Saw him on uh, the cricket coverage the other day, doing a great job as the Kiwis uh, warming up for the T20 World Cup. We've got the Women's Rugby World Cup over there. And a really interesting story regarding the, the Kiwi football coach, Danny Hay, being asked to reapply Nick's thoughts on that as well. But Scotty joins us right now. How are you, mate? Good morning. What's happening over there? Yeah. Good morning, mate. Yeah, just on about half an hour shy of uh, Fangare, where uh, your Wallaroos are about to kick off a triple header in the World Cup today, mate, in Scotland. So um, hitting the ground very, very shortly, and it's a beautiful day too. So hopefully we get a, a cracking game of code or two in today. So the usual story with Australian rugby against New Zealand rugby last week, um, promising start and then yellow cards got in the way and the, the Wallaroos in the end got overrun. But promising signs from, from our girls in that that uh, World Cup opener? Well, I think first and foremost, the way they handled the emotion at the moment was pretty good, wasn't it? Putting 17 points on the Blackbirds in the first 30 minutes. And, um, yeah, I, look, I, I think the Ferns may sort of run over the top, but it doesn't help when, you, when you're conceding two simultaneous yellow cards. Uh, and it's just one area of the game where they just need to tighten up. I, I love that loose ball trio for Australia. I always have. I think they're just a fantastic um, six, seven, eight combination. But discipline lets them down so often. And you just cannot play with 13 women against the Black Ferns and expect to get the results. So disappointing in the end and a bit of a blowout on the scoreline. But, yeah, I, I agree. A promising sign. And they're going to come up against the Scotland side this afternoon that had to dig very deep against Wales and is probably still dealing with the emotion of losing that one in the 85th minute. Wow. Yeah, it's it's tough to deal with that. And, and um, yeah, hopefully it can, can all turn around. What about the uh, the cricket, mate? So how are the Black Cups looking? Um, I'll just 
looked up at Fox Cricket over here yeah. in uh, in Australia, and they were replaying the um, the T uh, Twenty World Cup final from from last year. So sorry about that. Sorry to mention that going in, but uh, <laughs> what shape are your boys in? Yeah, we get used to you mentioning uh, us and, and when it comes to sad stories and World Cup finals, mate. But we'll take that Test Championship and run with it for another year at least. Um, look, I, I think they're, good. they're in good shape. Disappointing yesterday. I think they just made some, some pretty poor tactical decisions. Uh, East Sodi had the worst figures of his career. One for 58, one over went for 25, and that was really the turning point of the game, that 15th over, where um, Nawaz and Hedda just went after him and... And I kind of felt for him. He'd already been tickled up a little bit in his first three. And I thought at that stage, Williamson might have made a tactical adjustment and said, look, Ish, it's just not your day. Let's just put a part-time off in there. The off-spin bowler, Michael Bracewell, just everything he's touched turns to gold at the moment. Um, and you thought to yourself, maybe it's just changing the changing the picture here for Pakistan. Um, look, they'll go in. Williamson getting another half, no, half century is a good sign for New Zealand. I think their bowling attack speaks for itself and certainly in the pacement. Uh, if Lockie Ferguson can be back fit and Adam Milne as well, then you know, I think they'll be good to go. Interesting to see these more up against India and South Africa until Yeah, it's going to be interesting over here, Scotty, in regards to how quickly that the the Kiwis can get over the conditions that's been you know, raining everywhere in Australia and making sure that who knows sort of what the, the, the T20 pitches are going to get thrown up over here. Yeah, well, look, I mean, they, they played in, in the middle of October in Christchurch. I mean, two weeks ago in Christchurch, it was snowing. So to actually get seven games of cricket in in yeah. a week in Christchurch was good. But are you talking to the boys at Crick Viz? Those were the lowest, slowest pitches New Zealand's ever produced for T20 International. So maybe not the most ideal warm-up yeah. for Australian pitches. But then again, um, you, you know, I, I looked at the pace attack, and we're going to see a lot of variation in pace bowling in this T20 tournament. So many guys going with the slow ball bouncer, looking for knuckle balls, uh, looking for just to just change the picture for the batsman. And, and I think those teams that have variation in their pace attack are going to be so strong. And I, I think the spinners will have a say, maybe not as, as much of a say as they would in the subcontinent, but I still think going into these games with a couple of class spinners is going to be crucial. Hey, Tell us about this situation with Danny Hay and the All Whites, mate. It, it, well, you tell me, because I've got no idea what's going on here. Goodness <laughs> gracious me, what a, sh- what a shambles. It's so illustrative of New Zealand football. I mean, either you want the guy to stay on the job or you don't. Don't sack him, make mm. a big headline about it, and then say, hey, mate, you know, well, why don't you have another crack? I mean, what does that say, A, to Danny Hay, who's a steward of the game here? Uh, what does that say about the guys in the back office? Are they listening to the players? No one really knows, mate. I think there's still some water to go under the bridge here. Jason Pine's been magnificent writing about this. He commentates football for the Phoenix. Um, you know, he, he's far more, much more of a footballing expert than I am. But, you know, I like Danny. I've met Danny a number of times. I think he's a quality bloke. They just need to find some consistency to back a horse and run with it. And I know it's a big racing day there, so um, I'll use the analogy. But I think what they've done to Danny A is a disgrace. It really is. Yeah, it's, it's like well, you've got to value a, a relationship like that in of the, the highest order in the, the chosen sport as a, any other relationship. Now, would you uh, break up from a partner and then say, oh, you can reapply if you want? Probably doesn't work that way. If you're going to break, you're going to break. Um, what are you nodding about over there? <laughs> Sorry, my co-host all of a sudden sparked up there, Scotty. But it, it, it seems absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous yeah. that you would ask a bloke. And this isn't just any any old Muppet that's come off the street and happened to be able to coach the team. This is a a legend of the sport as well. It it seems a horrible way to treat someone. 
No, look, I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. And look, while, while we're still trying to ascertain what all the finer details are about reviews and et cetera, and I get so sick of people sitting in offices running reviews on coaches, usually they've got no idea what's actually happening out there on the grass. Um, but, you know, for the sake of corporate visibility, they all come up with these great catch cries and, and these great phrases, and we're going to review this and investigate this, and we're taking feedback on board. It's all bullshit. Um, just give Danny Hay some respect and show show the footballers of this country that the back office actually cares about them. Um, you know, you know and I, I, the other factor in this is I get a bit tired of the of this sort of player point of view. Uh, you know, no player's going to bag a coach they already have if they think he's going to get the job again. And there's going to be some players who are always going to back the incoming coach if they know he's already got the job. The players are the last people you need to ask. Find a coach who's got a vision, find the players to suit that vision, get out there and start scoring goals. And boy, that's one thing this All-Whites team in particular needs to start doing. Oh, it's a bit like the All Blacks as well. It, it, it really, mm. the whole nation's behind the coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, well, we seem to have put that behind us now and they've started filling the trophy cabinet again. So, uh, you know, all's forgiven for Ian Foster and, and I guess that'll be the way until they get to that end of year tour and take on England. That game is going to be the one that rears its ugly head again and if they are to be uh, stopped by Eddie Jones' England side, then, then I guess the wailing and the gnashing of teeth will begin anew. But until then, I think everyone's sort of settled into the natural rhythm of things and the All Blacks have restored the natural form of the universe, at least temporarily. Yeah, well, they played Australia. That's what's helped. Um, <laughs> just before we let you, RTS, Roger Tuivasa-Shek, wing, I'm, I'm led to believe, for, for the All Blacks for this tour. What's what's going on there? You know, it reminds me, you guys remember this name, Tamana Tahu. Yeah. He came across mm-hmm. and played under Ewan McKenzie at, at the Waratahs. And, and I can tell you this, and, and leagueies will, will know this for a fact, you come out of rugby league where you've had to look after one edge predominantly or in Tuivasa-Shek play fullback. And then you're asked to go and play number 12. I reckon, uh, tactically and strategically, the toughest position in the back line for me. Uh, you've got to have a kicking game. You've got to cover both sides. You've got to be super well organised. You've got to almost control the defence and how it works. So asking Roger Tuivas to come back in and play 12, I think was always a bridge too far. Uh, so they've gone tried and tested here, thinking about the likes of Tana Umanga, who started on the wing, became a great centre for the All Blacks. Martin Nonu, an all-timer at 12 for the All Blacks, he also started on the wing. I think they've basically said to Roger, go back, learn the game, um, have a bit of distance from it, uh, and, and pick it up from outside as opposed to starting on the inside and trying to work your way through um, what is a problematic position. I actually back the decision. I'd love to see Roger develop quickly, and he's going to have to if he's going to be a factor in the World Cup. Um, he, he ain't a sunny deal factor for me at the moment. Um, but look, wing to me seems just a natural fit for him right now. Um, whether they keep the faith, I don't know. But the one thing you've got to consider about the contracting model here, Roger Tuivasa was signed basically by New Zealand Rugby. Essentially, he was signed up to be an All Black um, before a franchise player. So um, they've invested. They're going to have to back the horse now. They're just trying to put it in a different gate. Scotty, really appreciate the summation, mate, of all things Kiwi this morning on the Mowers Club. Have a great day over. Is it mowing weather over there as well? Massive mowing weather today. I think yeah. you, you could probably hear the mowers out at the moment. I'm in my hometown, a little place called Waipu, on the way to Whanganae. It's got a great brewery and um, about 600 old people all mowing their lawns at once. Oh. It's brilliant. Oh. In unison. The sound the, of The spring. sound of the Toro just in unison. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, that's, that's it, boys. You guys have a cracking day over there. Sweet. You too, mate. And good luck to the Wallaroos. Scotty Stevenson joining us uh, from over there in, in Kiwi. Hey, um, Gibbo, just on Roger Tuivasa-Shek, a few years on, has it worked, the the flip to rugby union for him? Uh, 
Yeah, so in some ways. I think he probably thought that it was going to be a little bit easier, but that All Blacks jersey, like the Kangaroos jersey in his, in rugby league, it's pretty hard to get. Mm. Uh, has it worked? I think he probably thought he'd be, be getting more minutes. Uh, he was used sparingly in New Zealand's uh, rugby championship. He came on with 13 minutes to go in their last match when the game was won and done. Uh, mm. A lot of people in New Zealand were pretty upset about that and thought, well, just give him a crack now. But moving him to the wing, like Scotty was saying, might be a little bit easier for him. Uh, there was rumours that he was coming back to the league because he just wasn't happy with it. So we'll see how that goes. But I absolutely love when we get Kiwis on the show. I mean, I'm not sure if it shows in the run sheet where there's pretty much nothing on any of the other pages, but when we can talk Kiwi sport, it is like, <laughs> it's like heaven. I threw a little bit of all whites like a, in there. Just yeah, to, a thesis of research under Scotty Stevenson. Well, because and it's like when it. we talk, it's just like golf and it'll have nothing underneath it. <laughs> when, it when it's got it's, football, when it's actually, got anything it doesn't to do even with make the rundown. Yeah. New well, Zealand or rugby union, <laughs> we've got pages and pages and pages of stuff. I'll have you know the Zozo Championship from Japan is in there. And for you, Adam, uh, two goals to nil Melbourne City. It is also in there. But Boom. look, there's a lot of Kiwis in this country. And I know they, they always, when I see them on the street, we need to talk more Kiwi sport. We need to talk more Kiwi sport. So there it is. There so last night you're standing there waiting for a year off and you're half an hour wait at your yeah. food truck last yeah. night. This guy's bloke in front of you turns out, oh, you're Gibbo from the, more Kiwi sport, mate. Well, oh, yeah. up. No worries, mate. Non-aggressive non non-aggressive thumbs, thumbs, thumbs up. Thumbs up. And then it, we're doubled up at 6 a.m. at Manly Kebab Shop. Yeah, all right, oh, mate. Oh, three hours, I'll be back on air. <laughs> Bread with over 100 years of innovation. Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Exciting new... Uh, little segment on the way here on the Mowers Club. It's with thanks to Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> They're not sponsors of the show, but we've got love advice for Rooster Man coming up because... Uh, 2.0. Yeah, we've just got a text. So out there, just hold fire until after 11 o'clock. We'll go through Rooster Man's predicament. We'll bounce it around in here, but we want your we input. We last time. We want your input out there on 0457736736. Speaking of which, on the text line, RTS will certainly develop one thing on the wing in rugby union, writes Mike. Frostbite, like most rugby wingers. <laughs> just an easy it. target, isn't just, it, the sport? There's so much hate between like rugby league people, especially in New South Wales towards rugby union. And it, this year it was especially worse because like there were bad refereeing decisions, like Australia lost to the Wallabies in Melbourne. And it's just like... Australia lost the All Blacks. Yeah, what a, what about when a bad decision happens in rugby league? Everyone blows up and points the, the missiles at the ref or the, the NRL and it dies down after a couple. A bad decision happens in rugby union yeah. and it's, oh, just cancel the sport. Just end it. And, and What's pe- the point? What are you doing? And people are just like, I'm never going to watch it again. I'm yeah. never going to watch it again. Mate, you're watching it on Jam, mate. You know, you're not watching it ever again. Don't worry. Oh, dear. Uh, hi from Lake Macquarie. Great radio this morning. Just as good as the weather up here from Brad and Jen. Yeah, Jennifer. The world. Jennifer. 
I'll be up there to taste test the uh, food for the party tonight. I'll be up there very soon. <laughs> and Bradley, just make sure the fishing rods don't end up in the drink, please, uh, or else the boss will be very upset. Jen, there won't be uh, any food for the party, it sounds like, <laughs> if Nick's doing the taste testing because Nick can eat. Gold Coast Dingo. Bloody Grant Hackett was the driving force behind the was Aussie, he? Aussie, Aussie call. I'm pretty sure he's been dealing with this heinous act for years and may answer a few questions to past highlights. So Grant Hackett. Grant Hackett. In 2000. So he won gold in the 1500 and uh, 2000, knocking off Kieran Perkins as Kieran was going for three gold in the 1500. But I didn't know he was the reason for the uh, – Oi, oi, oi. And um, what are you laughing about, Gibbard? No, there? I just, I'm just reading the text as they come through, and Mars has got a pretty good one. Do you agree with that, Nick? Massive, yeah, nah. Kiwis continually banging on, waxing lyrical about how they punch about above our weight because he pro read their sporting teams. Shush, please. <laughs> shush. There's shush. nothing better than just shushing someone. Shush. Shush. What's the shush? Type shush into your phone and I will see what emoji comes up. There should be an emoji for that. Is that? The, Is it? Well, the, type it in. Cover up. It's good yeah. radio. They do punch <laughs> above their weight, though. Who? Kiwis. I'm the sick Kiwis. of that. It's like they, oh, Kiwis punch above their weight. Australian soccer always in the group of death. It's just everything you hear. Have we had this discussion of on air before? Because... Shush. Ireland is <laughs> Ireland actually punch above their weight. Yes. What official country? I want. I want fact. Is that the shush emoji? Yep. Yeah. Shush. Yep. Um, 0457 Let's try and get some fact into the show. Oh, come on. What? <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> come on, come on guys. guys. What? Yeah. What? Why is Nick being so serious? <laughs> what country actually punches above their weight? Yeah. Are we talking In sport? sport? Oh, okay. In sport. In sport. Yeah. It's a good point. I'm going to have a deep think about it. Don't hate yourself. <laughs> 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 a bit fragile in that uh, realm this morning. Anyway, no, 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 does Australia no. punch above their weight? Like, uh, we always say in the Olympics, oh yeah, we're so great. Twenty million people. Yeah, I think in Olympic sports we do punch above our weight. I think per capita. Per capita, I think we is that do what quite it is? Well. Is yeah. that is that is that? Well, I think the, it's a starting. Is, point. is that the the mathematical equation that we're going to go by? Uh, socioeconomically, we're uh, we're not exactly a third world country, so we've got that advantage. Okay. But naturally, as athletes, I, I think in terms of the way that we diversify our interests in sport, i.e. The, the amount of professional codes, and we end up still doing well at an Olympics, it's pretty impressive. That's why I've got Ireland. That's why You're I've got Ireland. Ireland. Hmm. Okay. What, well, was the, what, the was the, what was the swimmer's name? The Irish swimmer. Okay. What was her name? Oh, Michelle Smith. Michelle Smith broke all the world records. Not a single lap pool in Ireland. <laughs> well, I'm thinking... And, and then we found out why. <laughs> There's a story behind that. Yeah, I yeah. know there is. <laughs> There's a story behind that. Well, I'm thinking Ireland just because, okay, so you're thinking of sports that Australia play in. Cricket, they're a test-playing nation. Look, they're not great, but they did beat Pakistan in 2007 World Cup. Rugby Union, they're second in the world. They're playing... Uh, Mikey Ward is playing in the front row of their Rugby League World Cup team. It's pretty good. And then they've got their own domestic sports, uh, the Gaelic football, which I know if they ever had to play Australia, I'm sure they would We smacked them. Up. <laughs> uh, we smacked them in international rules. Ireland's better Actually. than Australia <laughs> in football, Adam. Ooh. Yeah, that would be a that'd be a pretty close call. I dare say that, yeah, if you played five times, they'd probably win three. We'd win two if and we're going to have a result. Oh, there'd be a draw. There'd be a draw in there somewhere. <laughs> and they'd play penalties. hurling as well. Hurling? Hurling. No yeah. one else, they no win one that because no one else wants to play that because it's stupid. I nearly played that this morning, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
like, I'm just I'm saying Ireland, and for all our Irish listeners, which there were plenty last night as well at the Euros, getting at Euros. The Euros yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're drinking Guinness together, but they were fine. It's a very good question. Like, how many people? How many? What's the population of Ireland? Oh, ooh, you put me on the spot here. I'm well, you've got a computer around. right in front of you, so go for it, buddy. <laughs> Start hey, Adam, this doesn't work. Stop it's doing research. Uh, two text, million. I want to say three million. Morning, boys. Five Read million. the Aussie, Aussie, Aussie call. I remember hearing it for the first time at a test match at the SCG. Yeah. Dasher from Matcherville. What year, Dasher? Late 90s, I reckon. Late 90s. So that yeah. led into the Olympics. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yeah, welcome back just before the uh, 11 a.m. news and we'll get some love advice after the break. We've got uh, Warren Smith um, as well with the weigh-in with the uh, the Haney Cambosis fight taking place. Now, uh, sorry, boys, late 80s or early 90s about the okay. oi the cricket dash. the origin of Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. Yeah. And the fact that that's... It could it could be like it could be like electronic music, it's which you think was like boomed in the nineties. It was yeah, actually found yeah. in the late sixties. So it could from. be like layer upon layer trying to get. It the just Earth's disturbs core. me that two international artists, an international DJ and Bruno Mars, think that that's what they that's what they think of. Well, us. being disturbed about that is well founded. But we'll talk about that and plenty more in the oh, the waffle hour. Last hour, bring it on the Mowers Club. Still powering along this Saturday morning. Back in a moment. Great to have your company on, uh, what we call it in Sydney, Everest Day, but the sun is out, so it can be any day you want it to be. That's the main thing. And the sun is shining up in southeast Queensland as well. Hope you're enjoying the Mowers Club. We're into our third hour right now. Adam Still Peacock, dancing. Nick Davis, Gibbo's here. Bruno Mars over there. He's really enjoyed his... His time at the concert last night. He's still got those songs. Did you put it on in the radio this morning just to rekindle the best moment of the concert? Yep. Yeah. No. Yeah, I did, actually. And last night. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, not himself. I did. I yeah, myself. <laughs> it's a yeah, no, not to do that if you go into a concert. You've got to refresh. Yeah. Make sure you get the lyrics right. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, one man who's uh, trying to get in rhythm this evening. Is trying to refresh. Our man, Rooster Man. He's been on the text line. And he's he's pointed it to you, Gibbo. So you're obviously the love doctor amongst the three of us here. Well, I wouldn't be so sure. And I think that's your first problem when you the first <laughs> when you address it to <laughs> me. Hey, Gibbo. <laughs> anyway, good luck to your son, <clears throat> Gibbo. Going out on a date, new date tonight. Writes Rooster Man. Jazz night. Need new tips. Last partner was good, but need some fresh, spicy ideas, buddy. Okay. Fresh, fresh right. spicy ideas. You're, you're biting off a little bit. Jazz night. Off to a jazz bar. Jazz Ten. bar. Playing the jazz flute, Ron Burgundy style. <laughs> That's an away game already. <laughs> away you're, game? You're behind the eight ball because, look, jazz, I mean, usually. Well, Rooster Man might be a, a jazz whiz on the, he might be a whiz on the jazz flute. Connoisseur. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm going to just take a stab in the dark and say Rooster Man isn't across his jazz. <laughs> so what you're going to need to do. Yeah, did he? Did Rooster Man? Did you? Did did? Oh, it's important, Rooster Man. You need to text in. If he's did you pick the venue here, or or is this an away game? Mm, oh, yeah, exactly. Have, have you got the white shorts on? Yeah. <laughs> it really screams to me though. You've you've tried to impress someone like by saying, "Yeah, I'm into that sort of thing." Am and you know, so he's cramming. So he's, he's cramming, cramming jazz all afternoon. So after you listen to Sports Central at twelve o'clock on SEN, mm. I'd be going on YouTube, maybe looking at some jazz history, perhaps. I'm glad you said jazz history. <laughs> <laughs> Not your search history. Don't look at that. Because <laughs> Rooster Man, let's let's be honest. <laughs> but 
if in doubt, I just like to have a few beers. And <laughs> that's probably that's probably the How worst thing. How many is too many for the first date? How oh, many beers no. is too many beers for a first date? Because you've got to take the edge off it. Yep. Five. Five is too many over under nah. five. Nah, well, it depends. What's Four and under fine. Five and over. Is this pre You're or, asking or for is, trouble. This, is this during? Well, pre-stroke during in the opening preamble. Okay. In and the then first once, quarter, in the first quarter, yeah, once in the you first get half. into the rhythm of the conversation, and you're trying and to work out what's happening, then it's a free for all. You okay. have to really gauge though what sort of crowd you're coming into. If you're coming into a like a crowd where there might be a few drinks refreshing, then sweet, that's maybe a three or four sort of mission. But if you're coming into a really really <laughs> tough crowd where there might not be drinks, it's, mm. it's a coffee sort of thing. Oh. Then that's you go on your six to eight, get it in there smoking hot because look, you're on, you're already on the back foot. You may as well just go in there all guns blazing, lay so, your cards out on the table. If anyone's got any tips for Rooster Man, <laughs> send them in. 0457-736-736. So, Rooster that, Man's on a new first date <laughs> with a jazz theme. Mm. It, when you go on that first date, is the key because it's been twenty years since I had a first date, so kind of forgotten, but is the key to not try and preempt where the first date ends absolutely, up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just um, keep yeah. it totally <laughs> open-ended. It's like grand, it's like grand final. You can't, you can't think about holding that premiership cup up. <laughs> You've got to go through the process. <laughs> You've yeah. got to go through the process. You can't. And, and if you start to catch yourself wandering down that path of where it could end up, you've got to snap yourself back to reality. Mm. Eminem style. I think that is Rooster Man the, said it's an away game. So it's an away it's game. Choice, yeah. Okay. I think... That is just the worst thing you can do. <laughs> the worst thing you can do is go in like already getting high fives sort of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. like, no, you go in there, you have a great time and hopefully. How many people do you tell? Well, Bruce Man has told everyone and we've told all of our hundreds of listeners. This How is many people one. do you tell in that your inner circle? Date? How many do you tell that you're going on this first date? No. So, well, Depending so... on your confidence level or... Yeah, no. So it's not something you'd yeah, write no. over text. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't write it over text. It's So I've got two housemates, which thankfully yeah. for me are my best mates as well. Okay. So one of the guys who lives in the house, and good morning to you, John. Well, he wouldn't be awake yet, but <laughs> <laughs> he'll be listening on the podcast, the Mowers podcast. Yeah, of course he but will. He has, um, he's had a really, like, tough run at the moment. Like, he keeps going on dates. Runabouts. He, yeah, yeah, a lot of runouts. Retired hearse. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, no. Stumped. Like, yeah. Hit wicket. And, and so, we Stepped after, on his stumps. Yeah. after we had a few beers the other night, he was sort of saying to me and my other housemate, like, oh, I'm just really cautious because I don't want to come home to you guys and tell you guys, like, oh, you know. Another, you know, another, <laughs> another one another bites round, dust, another, so to speak. Another one out. Dun, dun, and so, dun, he just uh, doesn't, like, he just doesn't want to do it. And I'm like, mate, Get back out on the horse, <laughs> take Rooster Man's leaf, get to a jazz bar, spruce yourself up and have another go. Yeah. So I would say you're close friends. Yeah. And it's if not you're something having, you're If you're having a test. runabout, mate of mine had the same, same thing, runabout. Just. Tune up game. Long <laughs> yard uh, style. Just ra- really rattled his confidence. Rattled his confidence. Yeah. And what, what was the runabouts down to? Did he get to the, the root of the problem? Pardon oh. the pun. Player out of luck. <laughs> good player out of luck. Yeah, a good player out of luck. And yeah, how many four. times was he out of luck? It. A lot. Like what's a lot? Five or six? Oh, yeah, I think so. Oh, but I probably didn't hear about it. Hey, half of them. Oh dear. And you know what the the strangest thing was is like this is a really good mate and he's a mostly he's a very confident person, very confident person and it's just like oh you know you have. 
you have love troubles all of a sudden, it just it just evaporates. So is, is it perhaps he's got his standard set too high or is he just... No, I think he's probably subscribing to the uh, six to eight years before he goes uh, there. Sort of. Okay, so he's not impressing. And that's not helping. <laughs> that's not the helping. The old young yeah. MC line, looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> <laughs> You've well, referenced a lot of songs today. I like that. Ah, oh, it's just unfortunate. It's just unfortunate. Yeah. Eight four five seven <laughs> yes. seven three six seven three six. Uh, Advice dear. for rooster men. Back to some of our other topics as well on the. Uh, yeah, no, I've got another topic. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Should we or should we not? And this was this was Jennifer's idea. I'm looking at a yeah nah book. The book of <laughs> the book of yeah nah. The book of yeah nah. Yeah, no. Because like it's it. going to be our Christmas special. We're not coming in whenever we're around Christmas for the mowers. Jez, if you're listening, we're just you know yeah. we're not coming in. Uh, it's going to be three gonna, hours of yeah, three, nah. three hours of just yeah, nah. So give me yeah. cut that up. That's a short ball. That's a short ball. That's a short ball. No, that's all right. But I'll, but it means I'll, I'll come in here and help you. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Well, because yeah, we're going to need to voice them. Exactly. Well, we just do three hours of yeah, no, yeah. just a bit like this, actually. Hey, and welcome back to another. Yeah, we can do some uh, voicing of it, but uh, the book of yeah, no. Yeah. The book of yeah, don't no. mind it. Yeah, no. And we also need to come up with mm-hmm. for the last hour. What what we're going to do for this competition? Yeah, maybe it has something to do with the book of yeah, no. Maybe it could have. What competition? The new Toro have competition. You have you under been? A rock, have you been Adam? living under a rock? <laughs> have you been, not or, last or night. Or next but... to a margarita glass. <laughs> uh, refresh my memory. We're giving away tickets at the end of this year to the cricket, and I think it's the uh, lanyard. The Lanyard-style ticket right, to, right, right. to Sydney and uh, or Brisbane Test. I'm, I've looped back into your universe yes. now, I know. Yep. And, and like much like our last competition was to the masses, we, yep. we want to reward the people who have been listening for a while, yep. or maybe if you started today, that's okay too. So we've got to come up with a competition that can reward our loyal listeners, and we can have a bit of fun along the way. I personally think that it should be a f- photographic evidence of making – your lawn look as close to what the MCG would look like on day one of the the of Boxing the, Day test with the stripe patterns. The best, that, just the impresses. Best but that, just impresses. But that, that could... That rules out people in units. It rules out people yeah. in units. We don't want to do that. And mm. uh, look, this might come as a surprise to you guys. I'm not really a mower. And I, and I probably should have said this 18 months ago. <laughs> you don't, I, don't swear on the, on the mower's club. Blasphemy. So that's I part of the bylaws. We should. We Those should that keep listen to the mowers board. club must be mowers. Get out. Give up. See you guys. <laughs> Finish off it without me, all right, Rooster Man? Good luck, and I'll see you next week. Yeah, that's right, Gibbo. But you appreciate. Oh, a lot. Yeah, a good grass cut. So that's <laughs> <laughs> on the text line, eight four five seven seven three six seven three six. Morning, boys. Back to the tarpaulin situation outside uh, Allianz Stadium. As a tarpaulin manufacturer, I'd like to thank Sydney FC for covering <laughs> that sign. Never before have I heard the word tarpaulin mentioned on radio so many times in one week. Glenn, if they'd really like a nice tarp, by the way, nanstarps.com.au. <laughs> Nans, 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 sorry, I'm seeing things. Uh, nanstarps.com.au. Thank you, Glenn, for your new sponsor. Text. Welcome for sponsoring the last hour of the show. Glenn, the invoice will be on the way. <laughs> Davo, yes. morning lads. The oi 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 chant goes back ages. Oh. Chelsea used it in the 70s in British football. <sighs> Welsh rugby, did. likewise. And it all stems from Cornish miners. Makes me cringe every time you hear it in sport. 
that is renowned for its chance. It's just dumb with you, Davo. Thank you for that history lesson. Thank you. Davo. Really and we've got more that. fact about punching above weight, have we not? We do. You're telling the story. <laughs> the yeah. other one is not sure Princess Margaret will be listening. <laughs> Well, I mentioned before Princess Margaret's routine and mentioned before that maybe it would have been along the lines of what a few of us felt like this morning and she uh, just got up and read the papers and chain smoked for two hours and then uh, went and had a, a vodka pick me up at about 12.30 after an hour's bath yeah. and then got into a bottle of vino over lunch with the Queen Mother. However, yeah, so not sure, uh, writes Muzz, <coughs> Princess Margaret will be listening. She's been dead for 20 years. <laughs> Another bit of brilliant research, Mr Peacock and Gibbo, uh, your truck stop quiz is fast gaining legendary status. Keep it up, mate. Don't change a thing. I like this one for a Yenna, a late Yenna. Mm -hmm. uh, giving your mate stick for not getting up in the middle of the night to watch their team play, e.g. Premier League or upcoming Rugby League World Cup. That mm. is absolute true. Yep. Yeah, no. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. Well done. Thank you. That's absolute true. Just if you support Newcastle. Mm-hmm doesn't mean that you have to you're not less of a fan because you don't get up at midnight to watch see my i think newcastle playing at 1am tomorrow or, or something like that good news is they got a 7am game early next week but my way of doing it is no technology wake up first thing bang tv on don't talk to me watch it no. as live highlights <laughs> Depending on how much time I've got, I'll try and watch the whole match, but it's usually the extended, like the, the mini-match, the 25-minute the job. When do, you, when do you turn there? When do you work out that they're going to get beat? You're like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> you're like, oh, 1-0, 2-0. Yeah, oh, we're going to check if I need to. Oh, they got beat 5-0, and I'm looking to watch the rest of it. It used to be a common thing until the mob from Live Golf decided to take us over, so it's not so much a problem uh, these days. Good luck, Rooster Man, with your jazz date, writes the Iron Bronco. What a name that is, by the way, Iron Bronco. Um, kudos to you. Good luck, Rooster Man. Just drop names like Miles Davis, Louis Armstrong. I'm sure um, he's been hit good, hitting him good in the nets. <laughs> yeah. Now to perform. Well proof. Well proof. Oh, no. Well I got there. Oh no. <laughs> oh, Bronco, where are you oh, sending where me? Where are you sending me? Uh, hey boys, after hearing that Princess Margaret story, people say they're off the royals. I'm back on the bandwagon. <laughs> if that's the sort of carry on they behave with, I love it. Maddie from Dewey, absolutely. Mm. Mm. Uh, my sister knows who I am, Rooster Man. Just told me to stop dating stories on the line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh dear. Back in a moment. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Saturday Morning Life Advice Show this morning. Well, roll yours <laughs> out, my friend. Okay, I've got a conundrum. <laughs> Bus push. <laughs> text line. Text line is lit up. I appreciate the text. The text line is, jeez. I'll go with a mate to the races. And it's not me, no. But I would have not, not either of you two. Buffet, free grog. Not sure if I'm going to back up. I'm going to enjoy the day at the races. Yeah. I don't need. I need to. I don't need to drink to have a good Your time. Conundrum Nick. is you don't. No one does. <laughs> no one does. However, it, but it helps everyone else have a good time around you. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Because you're boring as if you don't. <laughs> we would appreciate if you did. Because if you didn't, you'd be talking. You'd be going, oh, there's some football game in somewhere across the world. And Always. anyway, did you see what happened in Ecuador? <laughs> we digress. We digress. So you, so your conundrum is: so you had a big night last night. My car is here at your car SEN is Towers. here at SEN Towers in North Sydney. North Sydney. Do I've got a parking spot in at work? My other occupation, which is in Surrey Hills, in Surrey Hills, which is closer to. It's literally okay. 20 metres from the tram stop that takes okay. you to the door at Ramwick. Which is closer to Ramwick. So do I drive in there, leave the car at work, then make the decision midway through the afternoon, Do I, does two become 12 or does two <laughs> stop at three? <laughs> then, because I, I can you trust can myself. You can always get your car. Uh, yeah. Then okay. I'm thinking I get you, home somehow paying tonight. It, paying it forward. Here we go. Struggle in. Here we go. And then wake up in the morning and go, oh, Sorry, Rach, I've been away for the last couple of days. I've had too many social engagements. <laughs> do you want to go? Do you want to go out to dinner tonight? I don't know in Surrey Hills. There's a really nice <laughs> restaurant in Surrey Hills. Do I do that, or do I leave the car here at North Sydney and just like just choose your own adventure time and just see what happens when I wake up and in the morning? Nice restaurants around here. True. Is she going to know though? Once you have been to dinner, and then you say, "Oh, can you drop me off here? I've got to get the car." Well, well she's going to know that know. the car's not there no, in no, the morning. Absolute full disclosure. Oh, from the get go tomorrow morning. Oh, that's fine then. Yeah, six to go. Yeah. Well, it's probably from three o'clock this afternoon. Hey, um, this is starting to kick off. Mm. Um, I'm going to leave the car here, and we can go and we can go and get a feed tomorrow night. And I'll give you two bandits a bit of advice about. <laughs> Long about relationships, Thank about you. telling, <laughs> telling man as well, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. man as well. The earlier you tell a piece of information that could be seen as a bit of a surprise, the better. The longer you leave it, the worse. The, the element, the element of surprise is not great. It is horrible, <laughs> isn't it? It oh, is, I'm and the closer <laughs> it gets to oh, Jennifer, can you remind me of this, please? Yeah. You wake up tomorrow morning up there at Lake Macquarie and say, oh, by the way, I've got to go to Darwin this afternoon. Probably not good. But if you told her or have you, them. Have you got, if you got access to, to, my, to my text messages? <laughs> have you got to go to Darwin, do you? <laughs> when? In two weeks. I'm not going now. Okay. You've got to be here for the show. Yeah, that's why I can't. Because it was a golf day in Darwin. I got to fly up on Thursday, oh, sleep, play golf on Friday morning, yeah. do a sportsman's afternoon, yeah. and then fly back. And I wouldn't have got back in Saturday morning in time. The flight would have landed at eight thirty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's well, there's SEN. You get to the airport from here in half an hour, an absolute half an hour. Anyway. But isn't it uh, with relationships? Isn't it better to uh, ask? Uh, no, 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 no. We, we, no, we all know what my, we all know what the advice is. My overarching advice in oh, life. Absolutely. Ask, beg, ask for uh, forgiveness. <laughs> ask, yeah, you remember it very clearly. Your overarching <laughs> love advice. Ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yeah. Mm. It's much more fun. Yeah. You, there's ways of there's things you ask for. <laughs> there's certain things that you ask for, but when it comes to social engagements and you know you want to go and you know you yeah. just go, There's I a am golf going. trip on. There's a dirt, dirt, dirt. You, you, I generally throw out the, oh, a few of the boys are catching up for lunch tomorrow. I'm going to go pause. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> is that okay? And the other, and the other one is, uh, what is my other overarching one? 
It's play it up, is no <laughs> play up get up. Well, we all we tick that box. All three of us this morning. Uh, it is uh, under promise over deliver. Yes, yeah, that's just in life. Full hey, stop. so it's hey, I'm going out. I might be home in three days, and then when you get home in the same day, then you've really yeah. you're in the good books. Yeah, I, you're this like, could have been a three day bender, but you know what? I cut it short. You're like Maverick in the final uh, scene of <laughs> Top Gun good, One. I play <laughs> golf. I play golf. I play golf this week. Um, Luke Curry. I play golf. No, Kez is away, so he's a, he's done a oh, king. What's he doing? Uh, World Cup. Um, For who? Ireland. Oh, okay. That, and they punch above their weight. Yeah. Um, we'll get to that. Yeah. We are going to get yeah, to those way, Nick. Yeah, yeah, Keep going. <laughs> we'll get to that. But there was the guy I was playing with. He's like, oh, I've got all these golf trips. <laughs> he's got all these. I've got eight golf trips planned, and I need to tell the wife. And the bloke that was with our group, he's like, I'm a real estate agent. What you need to do is tell her that there's not eight. Tell her that there's 15 and go, listen, I've got 15 golf trips, but I'm only going to do eight. <laughs> Yeah. They ever get the truth, let, let the truth get in the way of a good story. But if she turns around and goes, eight, she forgets about yeah, the 15 Daniel, straight away. But the 15 isn't, there's yeah, I know. seven made up ones. <laughs> <laughs> now on the text line, 0457 736 736, the nation in the world that punches above its weight in sport more than anyone. Boys, as Brandy says in that promo, the mythical country Nambia punch above <laughs> their weight, Matt. Namibia, they do pretty well, the Namibians. Well, they do well at. Absolutely. Jamaica Athletics, Dave from Gloucester. Oh, one bloke. No, the whole they do dominate. Oh, do they? Uh, yeah, they oh, no, they run. Yeah, they swept so it. Anything up to 400. Anything they, up to 400 in a the, relay and everything, they're all good. They get out over the mile and uh, they <laughs> nature strip. They uh, they can't get there, basically. Um, there are some concrete facts on this, boys. Slovenia, number one. New Zealand still beat Australia. Gibbo talking through his backside. Um, from Basel, and he's put a link there of greatestsportingnation.com. Yeah, I've, I've actually clicked on that link after yeah. a few viruses. Uh, Slovenia, number one. <laughs> but the thing is, and this is what it's not taking into account, so it takes uh, international competitions and the Summer and Winter Olympic Games. But when we talk about greatest sporting nations, should we mention the competitions that that country plays, like, say, the NRL, the AFL in Australia? Mm. Like, if you have plenty of those codes, should that not bump you up the list? Definitely. If you're good at football, basketball, even European handball over rugby league and certainly AFL, rugby union's pretty international, but not really. It's mainly Commonwealth countries that dominate. Cricket, the same. It's like a, a pocket of eight to ten. But seriously, if you're doing well in things like basketball, boxing, like athletics as well, everyone's tried to run fast. I, I think they're the... They're the ones swimming to a certain extent as well. So on this list, uh, thank you from Basil. Uh, Slovenia, number one. New Zealand comes in at number eight. We had a couple of mentions there. 16, Australia. And unfortunately, this must be a bit of a mistype, but Ireland's down in 36th. Not mm. too sure how that works. But yeah, so look, debate is good, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm uh, still Irish. Matt. Matt actually thinks this show is becoming like the Mamma Mia podcast. <laughs> I don't know what that is, Matt, but I'm tipping there's a lot life, of relationship life, advice on that. Uh, and Muzz has chimed in with a dating tip for Rooster Man. Ditch the jazz club. Your date will think you're a snob. Plus, let's face it, jazz is a bit of a punish. <laughs> we, have, my, my, we think, Muzz, that it's an away game. We think that the, the yeah, said, the she said has, she's, it's, it's not Rooster Man's choice. Yeah. He's just going along. He just has to aim up. But um, <laughs> Ills Muzz does say, my suggestion is take your date to a slot car track. Something different. You can wear shorts. Interesting bikes at the venue that oh. will make you look like a winner. You can only only go up from here. <laughs> That's what you need to. That is such a great. That is such great advice. 
don't take a first date to someone where the people are going to be better people than you. Go somewhere to just. What about? What about chiming in? Like you, you, like you like, don't want you don't want to go to the group one races. You want to go take your first date. You want to you want to go to a maiden. <laughs> Greyhounds. <laughs> what about instead of like the the cultural experience that Rooster Man is going on this evening, and it, it wasn't his choice. What about something with an adventure twist to it, like a bit of oh, even a bit of go karting? I, I love go karting. Bit of competition involved. I love go karting. And then you find out if he or she is competitive. Competitive. Yeah, which can strain relationships from time to time. What being competitive? Yeah. Why? It's uh, a competition of who's right and who's wrong. Yeah, but that's a competition for life. I'm talking about yeah. Scrabble and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But then there's blow-ups of, oh, that's not a word. You know, do you want to be delving into that six months into a relationship when you think everyone's hunky-dory and someone who thinks... And then and then you got to ring your mother, what happened? Oh, I used this word in Scrabble and <laughs> she hasn't rung me back. <laughs> happened before. Poor bugger. Big weekend of sport, of course. We've got a massive day today. The the cricket is firing up. We've got football happening. We've got the horse racing at Caulfield, highlighted by Caulfield and Randwick. Tomorrow, we've got the small matter of a world title fight. The the second go at it for George Mm. Cambosis. He had one crack at Devin Haney, and Devin Haney, the American, was way too good. So the rematch is on, and joining us on the line is a man who uh, was there at the weigh-in today. Now, Last time, Warren Smith, there was a weigh-in here. There was controversy. Was Did it go off without a hitch this morning? And good morning, by the way, on the Mowers Club. Yeah, thanks for joining us, uh, having a chat, boys. Uh, great to chat to both of you. Um, well, it went off without a hitch in regards to the weigh-in because they both made weight comfortably, both George Cambosis Jr. and Devin Haney. But, boy, things got interesting beyond that because we had one of those... Uh, you don't always see it at, uh, at weigh-ins, but we had a real moment between the two fighters, which escalated into a real moment between a hundred of their nearest and dearest friends on stage as people came from everywhere. And I thought for a moment it was going to be a, an old episode of uh, you know Kung Fu Fighting or something with Bruce Lee because it got pretty willing pretty quickly. And after a subdued build-up, uh, earlier in the week between the two fighters where things were fairly convivial. I can see there's a real intensity now. Here we are, just 24 hours out from the fight. Was that legit, Was or do you reckon it was put on? Nico, it's absolutely 1,000% legit because Perfect. I can tell you the Haney camp would have nothing to do with that. They they uh, try to just keep a low profile for the, the most part. And George Cambosis certainly has kept a very low profile uh, in the build-up of this fight compared to what happened first time around back in early June. It's to the point that they're staying in an undisclosed location. Oh. Nobody knows where the Cambosis camp is staying here in Melbourne. So they are trying to fly more under the radar than Des Hasler and the Manly Seagulls ever did under the reign of Des, which has now mm. ended, quite obviously. But, uh, no, no, I can tell you that that was certainly uh, that was the real deal as okay. far as uh, a bit of feeling between the camps bubbling to the surface. And uh, it's really set the scene now for what shapes up to be an interesting fight, which didn't look so interesting not that long ago because Devin Haney, you know, outpointed George Cambosa so comfortably first time around. No, I think we've got a real contest on our hands now, which I don't think we had a week ago. Yeah, that first fight, there was a discrepancy in class between Haney and Cambosis. So how does it change? Was how did, Especially given the mystery around George and how he's prepared, what's going to happen? Yeah, well, I think the world expects now that George Cambosis is going to come out and, and be far more on the front foot and far more aggressive than he was 
in that first fight where he just got his head jabbed off quite literally uh, by by Devin Haney. Um, he couldn't get couldn't get to him. He, he hit him a couple of times. But the, the the moments where George did well in that first fight were few and far between. And so he's going to come out and he's going to go potentially all guns blazing as he did, I guess, early in the fight against Tiafimo Lopez, um, which you know Lopez had come out and said this is only going to last one round and I'm going to knock him out. Well. He certainly, he certainly knocked Cambosis down, but Cambosis jumped up and then put Lopez on the ground, and that shocked the hell out of Lopez. And he, we know George went on to win the title in what was a, a split decision. So if he comes out all guns blazing, Devin Haney says, you know what, that plays into my hands even more because I'll be able to counterpunch and, and hit him on the counter. And Haney is super confident that will help him and his style out even more if Cambosis comes out and wants to throw hammer and tong at the, uh, the reigning champ. So... I don't know, it's going to be fascinating. They say styles make fights. Um, we're going to see a different style, I think, from Cambosis in this one, that's for sure. Yeah, I think you obviously have to, given the fact that he was so well um, beaten in that first fight. But as you say, Devin Haney, you don't win this many belts without being able to, to mix it up and, and change styles as well. Was any other fights there that we should be looking out for? Yeah, you should be looking at the, the Maloney brothers, both Andrew and Jason, who've been around a little while now, originally from this part of the world, Nico, down at uh, Croydon in, in Melbourne, uh, that now based out of Kingscliff up there on the Tweed Coast in New South Wales. But they are two uh, supreme fighters. Andrew is a former world champ, uh, won a title back in the end of 2019-2020. And, uh, and then lastly, he had a, a famous trilogy uh, against Joshua Franco during the COVID period where he fought Franco three times in a row, got beaten to lose the title first time around in a close fight and then was controversially uh, given a no decision after he punched uh, Franco and split him open. The fight was eventually stopped because of that cut, but not um, with enough rounds in the bank to make it a, an official fight. So, And they ruled that that was an accidental head clash. Uh, otherwise, it would have been a win for um, uh, Andrew Maloney. And then he lost it comfortably at the back end of um, that, that trilogy. So we'll see how he fares uh, in his fight. He's taking on a fella um, who's... I mean, two international you know, fights in these, the brothers between the camp, Moses, uh, sorry, the, the Maloney's, and a fellow called Nawafon uh, Sorung Visa, who will fight Jason Maloney, and Nabelto uh, Jimenez, who will fight Andrew. So they are two cracking fights. The Maloney brothers, you know, they're only little fellas. They're you know, super flyweights and bantamweights, but they are as good as you'll see in Australian boxing, and, and I think they'll both win world titles in 2023. Yeah, so a terrific card. Main event is the place to catch it uh, tomorrow and a perfect way to see through your Sunday as well. Hey, um, Waz, while we've got you on the line, of course, you're across your footy or across your golf. I saw you posting that um, Fox have got the, the Australian Open, which you're <laughs> pumped about, and um, I'm sure you're going to be oh, there yeah. all four days, Was front and centre. Was look after yeah. me. Yeah, Waz, <laughs> look after Nico, me, look come after me. me. Come and see me. We can talk pro-am. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Cool. Thanks for the invite. Don't need, hey, the pro, um... don't need me to be the pro or the am. I'm happy to do either. <laughs> oh, oh, mate, you're, you're good, but you're not that good. What? <laughs> Golf Australia Handicap says otherwise. Was What are you playing? Okay, come on now. What are you playing off? All right, golf, uh, scroll through here. My Golf Australia Handicap says 0.0.7. 0.7. That's impressive. That's good golf. Thank you. You are a talented type. You've always been a handy stick. Yep. No, no work helps. Was. <laughs> Rugby league. <laughs> yes. Des, what happened to him? You shocked? Des. Boy, I am. I mean, boy, things escalated quickly. Uh, if you talk about things escalating quickly down here this morning, 
uh, on the northern beaches. Wow, that is stunning. The turn of events over the last couple of months to see how it's gone pear-shaped for both Des and the Seagulls. And I guess it's gone that bad that quickly because, uh, you know, Des and maybe the ownership haven't seen eye to eye. It would seem to be the, you know, the, the straw that broke the, the camel's back was the famous press conference where I thought Des was thrown under the bus uh, by management where he had to come out and, and you know and explain what was happening as far as the seven players who didn't play in the, the Pride jersey uh, in that uh, women's in league round. Um, and and things, it seems like things have just got to a point where they're irreconcilable between potentially the owner and Scott Penn and also Des, but also maybe some other factions on the board as well. And like most footy clubs, there's always a few factions and it seemed like Des hasn't you know, had the, the full support of the board, as they say in the classics. And I guess they figured to cut their losses. Uh, it's going to cost them a little bit of money because Des has a contract for 2023, so there'll be a, a payout there. But given you know, given his standing at the club and a, a two-time premiership winning coach, and, and before you even talk about what he did as a player yeah. at the club, uh, it, it really is stunning. And I guess um, you know nobody is safe. There's no you know, loyalty in rugby league. I guess if it ever was there, it's certainly long gone now. If you, if you can say Des Hazler at Manly in these sort of circumstances, well, nobody at any club is safe. Now, it was. Um, with Des, every, everyone in the media, it seems, who's covered rugby league has a story where Des, and Brent Reid um, wrote about it this morning in the, the, the News Corp press about uh, when Des didn't like something that was written or said, he'd give the, the journal a little bit of uh, a call, just a little bit of advice, friendly advice sometimes. Sometimes it would, had a bit of a uh, laced with a bit of anger. But did you ever cop that after one of your calls or, or maybe saying something on air uh, about a Manly player or a Bulldogs player when he, he was there and you got Des'd? You can put me in the Des uh, call camp. Um, definitely had a couple of chats with Des off the back of things that were said on air. The, the biggest one was off the back of the drama, of course, after that Manly won the comp in 2008. And then uh, when the World Club Challenge uh, came back, had the very quickly had the, the Manly season launch down there on the wharf at Manly. I can't think of the name of the pub, but it's probably Wolf the Manly Park. Wharf Hotel. Yep. There you go. And um, as we know, things... Uh, yeah, got out of hand down there off the back of that. Um, Brett Stewart found himself in a situation um, that he probably regrets, although um, nothing really eventuated of it. Uh, and um, Anthony Watmo found himself in a situation with a club sponsor from memory and um, had some fairly forthright views on that at the time on the air. And uh, Des took issue with a number of things I said. I, you know, I called the establishment a pub. I said I didn't think a pub was a a fit place to hold the season launch, given and and also the fact that basically, you know, after the launch, uh, the football department and their management basically just left the players to their own devices, and the players took full, full uh, and full use of the, uh, the 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 establishment and got themselves quite on the drink. And I said, I don't think that was. And as we know, things have changed dramatically with both season launches and Mad Mondays at clubs in the you know ensuing fourteen or so years now, where things are pretty much kept in check by most clubs these days. Yeah. Um, so I think my point was pretty correct, and, and but Des took issue with that, and we had had a, you know, rounds of the, the table over that one, and a few other little things that, from a football point of view, in regards to Voldemort's and referees and whatever else. <laughs> but yes, you can put me put me very squarely in. I've received calls from Des Camp. Yes, must be fun when you you look down at your phone, you're enjoying your Monday coffee or whatever it was, or you're about to head out <laughs> to Bonnie Doon or something like that, and you look down and it says 
Des Hasler calling. He's not calling you to wish you luck, is he? Say well written. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no, that's right. There's always an you know an agenda or a point to be made with Des. He's always working the angles, as we know. And if if he thinks he can help his team win on Sunday or whatever, uh, you know, he'll he'll do what he can to uh, to make that happen. So. Mm. Yep, uh, it's always been interesting with Dez, and I, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. Uh, is it, you know, is it is that it for Dez? Did he get another chance somewhere? Have we yeah. seen the last of Dez coaching in the NRL? It's going to be intriguing. Hard to see. Hey, was we'll wrap it up by uh, you reiterating where we can watch this fight tomorrow, Cambosis and Haney. Yeah, nine o'clock Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time on Fox Sports, and then we click across to uh, main event pay per view. So uh, if you haven't booked already, you want to see it because it's going to be a, a far more interesting fight than it shaped up not that long ago. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow afternoon on main event. Yeah, thanks. Brilliant. Uh, thanks, Woz, for joining us, and have a good time down there. And knowing you, you might be taking the sticks yeah, somewhere sticks this will afternoon. Sticks be there, Woz, say, for sure. Correct. Um, maybe a snappy nine holes or just a small bucket of balls at the range. <laughs> Enjoy, mate. Hit him well. It's got a- Thank you. Warren Smith joining us from mainevent.com.au and you can uh, order the fight there for tomorrow's fight between Cambosis and Haney. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers brought to you by Toro, leading the way as per usual as my esteemed colleague, Finishes banana. Eats for the first time. How'd that go down, no, no. my friend? No, I had the oh. bacon and egg earlier. Oh. Magnificent. Oh, okay. Seeing you got here with like three seconds to go before the uh, early. start of the show. Very early. Uh, what's on today, Gibbo? Um, ooh, probably, yeah, probably go home and have a couple of beers, let's a, be honest. Have a little napski nah, well. nah. No siesta? Power nah. through? Well, yeah, probably have a couple of drinks. Maybe watch the, oh, of course, watch the races. Put a few dollars on. Definitely Bjorn. Bjorn. Absolutely, that guy. I, I'm. If you not, didn't hear earlier in the show, you can go gal. onto the go onto the podcast and listen to Bjorn's tips. Don't, don't, gal. don't tell them they can listen to the podcast for the second one, which is a de- <laughs> which is definitely a chance. You got to go back to the podcast. Exactly. But yeah, no, just probably a couple of drinks. What about yourself, Nick? What are you up to? Oh, I'm gonna gotta get back on the horse. I think. Try and <laughs> back on the beers this afternoon, I think. Not your seltzers that you were into, the, the Bruno Mars? Yeah. Were you drinking seltzers yeah, at Bruno Bars? Yeah, well. It was part of the group shout. I didn't want to go outside. What would Big Bad Barry think I didn't think don't want to. Oh. You have to take out a bank loan to buy one of those at Allianz like you do a beer? Oh, yeah, they're all about the same. Oof. You don't want to go out of the group shout. Anyway, uh, no, I'll be up, be up the M1 shortly. Mm. Up to Lake Macquarie, apparently is... We've been told the weather's nice, which is good. You happy with that? Great yeah. news. And uh, birthday party tomorrow. Tina's birthday party. Ah, isn't that nice? On the banks of Lake Macquarie. It's going to be beautiful. Good times. Uh, the Everest, looking at this race, guys, mm. um, worth $15 million, 6.2 to the winner. <laughs> That's a lot of cash. That's a lot of money. 6.2 Even to you. to the winner. <laughs> um, Nature Strip has been hosled this morning. Backed off. Scratching, though. The map. Second favourite. Lost a running, yeah. So deductions, which chipped it down to, I've got a $1.65 in some, some betting markets at the moment. I can't personally see it being beaten. I, I can't work out how it gets beat. Well, it does. I can work out because another horse might run faster than it. Which one, Einstein? Know, all of them could potentially. No. Which horse? Which, a horse might punch above its weight in the Best. Everest. Best horse in the race by the ratings. Fastest horse wins. Fastest horse wins. It 
won and won easily at Ascot. Mm-hmm. Granted, over the thou, not the twelve hundred, mm-hmm. but won the race last year. Didn't fall in, but it was one little, uh, a little margin. But I personally can't see any of these horses. So is, is that going to be the decision of whether you drive home or go out for dinner tomorrow night? No. Oh no. Yeah, well, if Private Eye wins each way, I might. <laughs> So okay, that's my that's my each way tip in the race. So apologies to the Joe Price <laughs> <laughs> table, <laughs> uh, or anyone behind the float. you turn in the float. There'll uh, <laughs> be if if the if Private Eye is on the way to Randwick now, the float is going to stop. Durham. It was a great day racing both at uh, at Randwick and at Caulfield as well. So an hour after the Everest is the Caulfield the Cup. Cup. That is an open race and a half. And yeah, three dollars sixty now. Um, in some betting markets, smoke and Romans. Who Weather won conditions the, down there. Who won the Turnbull last start? But uh, yeah, weather is okay. A drying track down there. It's a heavy eight, but probably going to get an upgrade as well. Um, really? Yep. Well, that's good. Which is uh, in keeping with everyone in this studio. We mentioned a few times this morning. We all woke up a heavy ten. But, uh, <laughs> we're drying out nicely. Well, there's going to be a lot to watch as well later tonight. England play Samoa in the first match of the Rugby League World Cup. And what I love yeah. about these sort of nights is, you know, you have a few beers, you come home, <laughs> whack the footy on, twelve thirty, England versus Samoa. You stay up till five a.m. Australia, Fiji, and then as Warren Smith mentioned earlier, nine o'clock on Fox Sports, uh, the boxing kicks off. So an all-nighter. That's early boxing. Well, it's American market. Yeah, gotcha. American uh, like American it. TV rules everything when it comes to big fights. So fair enough. Yeah, that's well, where the money's at. So absolutely. Uh, I think the, was it the Rumble in the Jungle was at four a.m. Um, to suit American, and I think the Thriller in Manila was mid-morning. Okay. Well, even like in the, in the UFC, the last couple of years when they were fighting in Abu Dhabi, that was at like 3 a.m. their time. Yeah, well, the Paris one that they had recently where Rob Whittaker won, that was 6 a.m. So it must be weird for the body clock. of. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and you'd think like those sort of sports where everything's down to the barest of margins, you'd think like a week leading up to it, they're basing their whole day around that. Mm. Yeah, Got to get your sleep patterns right. UFC fight night tomorrow afternoon as well for those... And uh, Nicholas, I'm I'm sure you're well across it, giving you such a big Manchester United fan. Yeah, uh, my mob and your mob go head to head on early Monday morning our time. I won't, I won't be at Old Trafford, as the uh, the ENR earlier in the show. I'll be getting up to watch that <laughs> midnight. Stay up. Too much. When? Too much. Chicharito playing. <laughs> Surely we've got to have Bruno Mars playing. Oh dear. Uh, that's us for the morning. Here comes the music. Here's our pump up music. Just for your drive up to Lake Macquarie, Nick. No Bruno Mars. <laughs> no Bruno Mars. I've had no. enough of him in the last 24 hours. But get out there. Do yourself a favour. Mo and Mo Mo. Well. Thank you, everyone. Have a great Saturday. I'm just like a turtle crawling out of my shell. Y'all, you captivate my body, put me under a spell. With your couscous perfume, I love your sweet smell. You're the only young girl who can ring my bell and I can take rejection. So you tell me go to well, I'm bombastic. Tell me fantastic. Touch me on my box, she says I'm Mr. Rowe. Tell me fantastic. She touch me on my box, she says I'm Mr. Boom, 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 bastic. Tell me fantastic. 
stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, stuff is helping mental health too. Find stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.